Truly Yours Podcast. Let me show you how life works. the shit. I got my niggas hey. today. Yeah. I ain't gonna call it making that night work. Ain't no guns in that That's my nigga 42 Doug right there. Free me. Truly yours podcast. What's going on, fellas? I got my nigga Sean. I got my nigga Vario. What's good? What's good, my nigga? What's good, man? How y'all feeling? Great, bro. Life is good. Can't complain. Yeah, Congrats man. Congrats on the new kid. Yo, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Facts. Facts. Congrats, Vario. And I'm good, appreciate man. It, I'm just, bro. you know, another day in paradise, man. Pump finger <laughs> podcast. You already know how that shit go. Yeah, so. I already know, man. Y'all be pumping out them joints every damn week. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't got no life. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> That's what the people need you for, bro. Every yeah. week, bro. But, um... Yeah, man. Truly yours podcast. We got it. This is kind of an emergency pod because I had a lot <laughs> to say. I had a lot to say because we all here at Truly Us, we all listen to the Joe Bud podcast. Thanks. And that nigga, he's not perfect, bro, but he got a great podcast, bro. That the entertainment on that joint is like weekly, two times mm-hmm. a week. That joint mm-hmm. is fire, bro. That joint barely ever miss. Thanks. I'm so Bro, I'm so cheap that I, I, you know, I don't normally pay for subscription-based services like that. But I was thinking about the Patreon at first when they first rolled that shit out, bro. So oh, yeah, I was like, man, I'll drop a little. You know, I, I don't miss no episodes. I'll be listening to it on shit every Wednesday, every Saturday. I'll be plugged in and shit. Truth be told, like, you know, I have a podcast, but I can't sit here and say I'd be lying to myself if I say I wasn't influenced a little bit by him, like just because oh, yeah, I listen sure. to it. So, so you know. I don't necessarily agree with everything he does or his antics. I I, I kind of see, you know, I see his point of view from a you know perspective. I guess so. You know, this shit right here was crazy to me. I mean, it was it was expected though. It was just crazy how all of this shit just happened so quickly. You know. Yeah, let's provide a little context for the listeners if they don't listen to the Joe Button podcast. Facts. Mm-hmm. Rory ass is fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maul is Rory, too. Rory Maul, he said he said it's up to Maul. They gotta they gotta talk it out and shit. But Rory ass is fired. Mm-hmm. Man, hell no, nah, man. After all of that shit that he said, bro, no way. Maul is no way, bro. Like I mean, okay. but to be to be fair, what did Maul ever have a reason to not be at work for anyway? It seemed like Rory and Joe was the real issue between each other. Word. Instead of Maul just coming to work and doing his job, he sided with Rory. And just took six weeks off with this nigga, and he really ain't had no leg to stand on Word. other than yo. Joe told me it was none of my business, but Joe was like, "I called you three times to talk about this. You never came, so don't come to work and try to talk about it at the time." And and Ma was like, "How can you tell Roy not to come to work?" And Ma, and Joe was like, "I am the only person who can tell him that. It's my fucking <laughs> podcast." Like, yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't see what I see. I can see Roy being upset about like as a friend, you should be this way to me as a friend. But I also see that you, business and friends, it don't mix. You know what I mean? Exactly. A great American poet named Cameron said, I seen the time, business and friendships. Well, fuck it. Friendships get ended. Business attended. Clips get extended. Lawyers get called. Accountants get facts. That was my <laughs> man. Well, I wish that he meant it. Fuck <laughs> it. I mean, I hate that it's like that, but that's kind of how it is, bro. That's what yeah, this is. Yeah, man. You got you to gotta remove the ego in every episode, bro. There was clear ego in that room, bro. Mm-hmm. And Rory, and I don't want to make this like a 
a bash Rory thing, but Rory, bro, that nigga seemed upset every episode about something. He, he seemed bothered about something. So when he when they said Joe told him to take a few pies off, I was like, that's smart as hell. Like, it, well, I thought it was a good idea because behind the scenes, it was clear that whatever was going on in Rory's private life was in shambles. Like, if you even if you go back to the uh, year end wrap up that they did, mm-hmm. and uh, they was talking about how COVID affected them and how they missed out on so much tour money. Parks was like, yeah, you know, I'm getting married this year. And then Joe was like, both of y'all, right? And everybody started laughing. And Roy didn't respond like, no, I'm not, I don't know if I'm getting married. And this whole time, bro, I hate to say that he was right, but DJ Academics been trolling these niggas forever. And he was saying that, like, Roy cheated on his wife with a basically a dust bucket who he knew about. And he was talking about that on his on his stream a lot. And every week he was saying something about him. And apparently... Rory had somebody go to his house or drop a letter off at his house or whatever. When this, when I first heard about this a few months ago, I was like, no, nah, Rory wouldn't do no shit like that. Even <laughs> though we don't know this now. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. I get them, it's just lying. But today when Joe said that, the same thing on the pod, and he was like, I've never known act a lie. I don't think he would just make this shit up. I was like, wow, like, that's crazy. So Wait, wait, so when did the, the Rory and Maul beef start? Like, I mean, not Rory and Maul, the Rory Maul and academics bitch ass beef starts so per, I, I mean i'm not the biggest academics follower or supporter but per academics them niggas always were speaking on him uh since everyday struggle they would always like look down on him speak bad on him he felt like when everyday struggle kind of he felt like when everyday struggle kind of ended you know and he, he he said that like everybody talks down on me they say i'm corny whatever but like i'm actually a millionaire i teach everybody all my friends how to be millionaires i have a business that's not dependent on no label Spotify, nobody don't give me no money. I make all my own money. Is, um, he's is like, his and friends it's, millionaires, though? I mean, I don't know who his friends is, but his thing is like, y'all niggas are listening to Rory Amal, and these niggas is bums. And these <laughs> niggas don't need these <laughs> niggas is employees. But y'all give me a hard time, and I have my own platform. And I will say, I think everyone calls at corny. He is corny. But at the end of the day, that is a black man that is probably the most uh, consistent hip-hop media source in terms of news or whatever the fuck is happening in hip-hop. The youth? Don't he's listen to the JBP. I understand he is. He's he's he, a black man with his own platform, and he got mm-hmm. that one thing above Maul and Rory. But it's not. That's about a big one platform. thing, though. It's, it's about what you do with that shit. But that's a big one thing, though. Like Maul and Rory can't put you on. Academics reposting you will one hundred percent put you on to a different crowd that you've never seen. Even Joe yeah. said I have business dealings with him because the thing that we we don't. I think the hip, the history of hip hop. If you're corny, if you're not street, whatever, whatever, you're irrelevant in this game which I'm not against in some cases, but the, the bottom line is like, that shit don't translate into business. Street shit does not translate into business. If you can't make the adjustment, you're never going to make it in this game. What but, our favorite rapper said. Rory is not street? No, no. I'm, not, I'm talking about, I'm, I, I agree. What I'm saying is Ak is one of the people who the kids love regardless. They're going to go tune into his stream. They're going to tune into whatever he got going on or whatever. So he's had people following him. I feel like the older crowd like us, I would say like the late 20s, mid-30s and above, we all follow Joe. We think it's funny, whatever, whatever. But uh, back to the point, it seems like because they were getting at him so much um, during his everyday struggle time, always speaking on ill of him, I think they said somebody's girl, Selena Powers, which everyone does. And then apparently Rory had some niggas or he himself dropped a threatening letter off at Axe Crib. And Axe was like, all right, since you want to do shit like this, I'm going to put you out there, nigga. I'm going to tell your wife your fiance, whatever happened with you, like since niggas want to come put threats on my mailbox and nigga for yo, like months, he's been on his stream yo. saying that shit. Yeah, but I'm, and, and I, I agree. I don't think you should get in the man's wife shit, but act was like, yo, niggas want to come do threatening messages at my crib. Okay, then we're going to do that. And Joe even said today on that pod, like, yo, 
I don't like Roy inviting me to his hands when for months niggas was looking for you to give you the hands and, and nothing happened. Niggas was pulling up on the pod looking for you. And I'm the one who's like, no, we can't do that here. And then he started talking about the act. So I'm just alluding that it must mean whoever act had <laughs> come do this, whatever happened, that's what's going on. And uh, it seemed like that's what the behind the scenes was about money, about Roy and his personal life and Joe kind of not being empathetic to it. And that's what it seemed like the beef was at with them. But them niggas is not. And and that's that's the point. That's what I, I, I kind of noticed about the podcast and the dynamic. It's cool to joke on Joe's personal life. Like, that's a running joke in the in the pod. Like, anything that Joe did, they laugh about the shit. Like, he was talking about with the Jay-Z shit. Like, he said, so what? He probably really felt hurt by that shit, but Maul laughed in that nigga face because he not seeing Joe as, like, somebody that he needs to protect. But it's on the opposite end. Joe was always protecting them niggas. So mm-hmm. I can see I think- how it feels like, yo, like, these niggas really don't respect me, bro. Like, I, that's why I felt when he said, Rory, your ass is fine. Because <laughs> I see it like, bro, Rory don't see it from that way. Like, Maul don't see it either. Like, you live with that man, bro. Like, it's certain certain shit you can't just side with, bro. Like, on, on the pod when they first came back and they, they hashed it out, it was like, um, Joe said that nigga was nuts for siding with Rory. And I was like, yeah, that's a fact, bro. Because how you going to live with that man? And you talk about you did it for the sake of the pod. What about yeah. everybody else on the pod? Bro, Mars, Mars' perspective was fucked up to me because he felt like they should stop potting because they was gone. And the yeah. truth of the matter is, bro, Maul and Rory did this whole little strike. And for the first week or two, it worked. But as soon as Ish and Ice came in and they kind of got their rhythm, we kind of forgot. Like, because yeah, truth fact. be told, bro, for the whole 2021, the original pod with Rory, Joe, and Maul was getting dry as fuck. Like, they, yeah. you could tell that shit went right. Bro, Ish and Ice came out on fire. I completely disagree with almost all of Ice's music takes. I feel like that nigga is way too old to champion the music that he championed. Of course, you can listen to the young dudes, but I feel like it has to be a good mix of both, especially if you are our age. But that's besides the point. Maul sits up there every episode and gives these guarded-ass takes. Yo, yo, you ever fell in love with a girl? No, me never. Yo, you ever got upset with your homeboy? No, me never. Nothing's ever happened to me. I'm cool yeah. as fuck. Like, nothing happened. But then you mad because a nigga told you to mind your business? Like, which mall are you, bro? Like, so he been doing that, and then he been doing this, like... That's... All right, hold on now. Borderline Trump apologist right. shit for months. I'm like, I'm not... sick of that nigga anyway, bro. I was like, yo, get this nigga the fuck out of here. I'm not about to sit here pretend like this nigga Joe has... Like no accountability in this shit. Like I understand. Oh, like I'm sure. not disagreeing with anything you're saying, but let's not pretend like Joe didn't. Because truthfully, part of this shit was the issue was the beginning of how all of this shit started in the first place. Like along the lines of the expectations and shit like that. Because mm-hmm. to me, while yeah, everything you just said is 100 right. You know, Rory. I don't know what the fuck Rory got going on, but this whole entire podcast shit was to, for me because I was listening before. You know, I'll name this podcast. You know. Later, mm-hmm. like with Rosenberg episode one, uh, when Marty was around there, and it was kind of dope that he kind of fucking finally told us exactly what the fuck happened with Marissa for real. That basically mm-hmm. it was fucking, and then shit just got crazy, and then you know emotions got into it, so they had to really go. So mm-hmm. he on the he alluded to that finally. We kind of knew that shit had happened, but what the way they try to brand the podcast, it was off of chemistry, off of friendship, off of experiences. Because to me, when it really took off. You know, I fuck with Joe. I love his music takes, but you know, I fuck with you know, of course, the views shit when that shit happened, and 
And, you know, but all of that shit was organic, right? It was just like they was kicking it. They really tight. They homies. Like, they, that, the facade was that, you know, him, Roy, mm-hmm. Maul, they all hung out. And they just one big happy family. Parks comes around. And Parks is actually not even on camera, but he's talking. So that shit was mm-hmm. fire. It, it was needed. But potentially, it might have gotten stale simply because life happened. Joe had a lot of, was going through a lot of different shit also. With him and mm-hmm. Sin and the breakup. But and see, shit but like see that. let me stop you right so, there, though. Let me stop you right there, though. Mm-hmm. But I think that's Joe's beef. Joe saying, yo, I'm great at adversity. I've I, I fumbled relationships. I've had domestic violence claims. I've had motherfuckers say I got punched in my face. That never stopped me from working. I had a whole embarrassing situation right. where I lost my fiance that I had just proposed to. I never stopped potting. I right. never took a vacation. I came in here and did what the fuck I had to do because this is work. Right. And he feels like Rory. Every day coming in there late, he's like, yo, I'm doing state of the culture from nine to four with, with, with Parks. And these motherfuckers is hours late to pod. And it's like, oh, we friends, so we hours late to pod. And then if you notice, every time they go and do another platform, they always say, yo, I don't really like podcasting. I hate podcasting. I don't care about podcasting. Joe, like, yo, this is my fucking life's work. So well, if yeah. this is what y'all feel yeah. like, if y'all don't care. And then the other thing exactly. is, bro, you working two days a week, my nigga. Two days a week, and, and, and you making six figures or seven figures, bro. You, I'm making you rich. Yeah. At the end of the day, bro, you got to shut the fuck up. You don't own this IP, bro. Like yeah. Sean, if I come on, if I as a guest, if you mm-hmm. were even invite me to your pod, mm-hmm. I know this shit is gonna blow up. When truly us do blow up, if y'all be like, yo, Barry, I want to have you on a pod twice a week, whatever, whatever. I don't give a fuck what business deal even sign or what business Sean sign. If I'm sitting here making money, just coming in the comfort of my own home doing this. Nigga, I'm going to shut the fuck up because it's not my FP. Y'all created this. I can't come in here like, yo, yeah, I ain't the part. Don't move without me. No, nigga. Niggas is here for Evan. Evan has started how many different fucking Twitter pages. Niggas is going to come. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. People going to find the talent. So, bro, that's not not right, bro. Like, people got to feed their families, bro. Niggas is hungry. And he speaks from this perspective of, like, money ain't nothing or whatever. But it's like, nigga, you was living with Joe Budden. I understand you got Rockefeller ties. But my question is, I don't know no nigga that's whole affiliated that's living with a broke Joe, but this ain't even Joe Budden. Today. He living with slaughterhouse broke Joe Budden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, I got some questions, bro. It's like, I don't know, but finish your point. Uh, I'm, I'm not negating that point about, uh, just, just Maul in general. I'm, I'm not saying Maul is this cool ass nigga. Yada, yada, yada. I'm, my only point with Joe is, fam, there's nothing wrong with them asking to see the books. There's absolutely it nothing is. wrong with it. No, it's it not is. though, because it, it, at the end of the day, because... to me, they were they were together when they were mm-hmm. they were poor, right? Before they were making any money off their well, podcast. No, no, what he said, what he I'm said about him and Roy, him and Maul were Roy yeah, came along in 2014, is what he said. Roy, yeah, yeah, but Roy was. I'm talking about even with the podcast, it was like Roy was before Maul was there on the podcast. Yeah, Roy was there. Roy was there episode, episode, eight, episode yeah. nine. He said, yeah, 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 eight or nine or some shit like that. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're not seeing it pretending like Roy. It's fucking. Three, what, 470 episodes now? So you're yeah, telling no, me that Roy had bro, a part of 400 not, episodes that he can't actually see any, I'm not any saying books, you can't ask no especially questions. when the podcast wasn't making any fucking money at first. So mm-hmm. now we're, okay, whatever, Joe's right, yeah, pass up on these deals, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But all they're asking to see is the books. Like, at the end but of see, the day, the, the business president get Joe's right with this whole idea that, yeah, I felt defended. Joe's not wrong for feeling that type of way. He should feel mm-hmm. that type of way. But at the same mm-hmm. time, this is the expectation that we're set from jump. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It wasn't set as a business relationship. But see, that's what Joe said, though. But see, Joe said, yo, we did this part for free for years as friends. And then we got a Spotify deal. Mm-hmm. Spotify told Joe, 
He said, yo, I'm gonna put me and my niggas in the billboard, whatever. Why if I told Joe, Joe no, podcast. this is the Joe Budden podcast. You will be in the billboards. This is your deal. Joe said, okay, cool. I took the Spotify money and bust that shit down with my niggas who've been doing the podcast with me. I even gave them niggas tour money. I even helped them niggas get, I told uh, Maul, yo, you should do the merch for us. I'm giving niggas opportunities. I'm telling Maul, yo, you should start a, 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 a um, sports talking show. Roy, you mm-hmm. should start whatever it is that you start. I'm telling niggas to create their own IPs. Word. Niggas is like, yo, what is the YouTube money or whatever? He said, they asked him about YouTube money. Joe like, yo, I don't even, none of this shit moves without YouTube money. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what's going on is that niggas is not understanding the overhead. Like the thing, of, as a business owner, bro, I think people don't realize that even if you make, say if I drop some today and I sell out of everything, I still had to pay for my embroidery. I got to pay for my shipping labels. I got to pay for my UPS and any service I use. I got to pay for the boxes that I sip the shit in. Like it's so much overhead mm-hmm. that I don't think if you don't own a business, you're not saying that, then you're not there. And Joe's thing is like, look at your contract. You you get paid this amount to do this, but I have a clause that says I don't have to show you my deal. I don't have to show you my sponsors because it is my IP. I don't have to show you that. And imagine, now, as a friend, imagine that's fucked you're up, going but, to the your boss and demanding to see the books. Like it just doesn't work like that, bro. But they think they can get it get away with that shit because they're yeah. friends. But exactly, but that's the point that I'm making. It never should have been on a friend friendship level. This that's why I that's why I'm most hurt about this entire shit. Because to me, I fell in love with the podcast when off of that chemistry. It what had nothing. Yeah, cool. Joe has great music takes. He predicts a lot of shit that actually is happening in the industry. He has a lot of interesting friends. Cool. All that shit is cool. But for me, like. I fell in love with the essence of them podcasting, talking about those experiences. Those Joe Budden cartoons hit harder because it makes more sense, right? Because Mm -hmm. I hear these niggas and I'm seeing these experiences that these niggas who are friends are going through, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, that's when I hear everything you're saying. You're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. If we're talking about in business sense, Joe has 100%. He's 100% right. There's nothing he said that was wrong. It's just Mm -hmm. that... Re- reality was that they mm-hmm. sold this podcast as being mm-hmm. that these niggas are truly friends, and in essence, these mm-hmm. ain't even friends for real. The way that, that niggas, like, bro, the way they seems- talked to Maul on that episode before when they was out with, with the mm-hmm. whole respect shit. And I know mm-hmm. he clear, he tried to clear it up, and he, yeah, but that's not what the fuck he said when he mm-hmm. said that shit to Maul. On, on, but like, see, I'm listening even, to it, I'm like, this nigga sounds crazy. But see, bro, even as a friend, bro, that's wild because it's like, if Sean, I've known you probably longer than. Probably most anybody I know. We played basketball together since we was what seven, six years old. Mm-hmm. Like I've known you my whole life, basically. Mm-hmm. I couldn't if if you and I get into some business or whatever, and our third party, let's just say Evan for whatever, me and Evan have a falling out, and you tell me, yo, I'm not coming. You just don't come to work. You're not re- you're not responding to me. You're not fucking with me because of what have happened with Evan. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be yeah. like, yo, what the fuck? Like you know, I'm gonna feel like how the fuck it's is crazy. you trying to like, nigga, you know, now, right? I know, bro? I know your whole family. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like. I can see Maul. Maul is operating off of my friend, um, this, that, and the third. But I think for me, I'm confused with Maul because Maul has, again, put on this persona that nothing bothers him. Everything is this and that. He don't give a fuck about nothing. And then, like, you got mad at the fact that he told you not none of your business after he tried to to reach out to you so many times. And then on top of that, Joe finds out that you and Rory got the same lawyer. I I was He wasn't even aware of that. Again, this is only from what he's saying on the pod today. He could be just, I don't know. But, bro, how would you feel, though? Like, all right, these two niggas have the same lawyer. Excuse me. All their moves are mirroring each other. 
uh, Maul been saying he's this man of principle, but he been throwing shots on the timeline mm-hmm. for weeks. He was hating mm-hmm. on Ish and Ice when they came on the pod. And he even said niggas shouldn't pod without him being there. Which he's and it's like, you don't even have no reason to be there. And that's and why I, feel I like, respect the word entitlement when he said that shit, bro. Yeah, that is very much entitlement. And then the problem is this, like, yeah, he has great chemistry with him. So people who have bubbling and great personalities have great chemistry with a lot of fucking people because again, Ish and Ice came in with the ex- bro with the with even more chemistry because you got two different people who could give a fuck about what each other thinks about their opinion, who will argue with Joe all day and actually bring something different to the pod. The chemistry was great when yeah. Rory and Joe and Maul together, they laugh and they telling jokes and shit is great. Anytime there's a serious Joe is leading the part of uh, the joint and Parks has the most facts and he's the most morally practical one of all of them. That's Roy either going to Roy either going to argue with Joe just to argue with him on some dumb shit and Maul going to just go off on his like stance of just whatever the fuck he do. Like you know he going to just say whatever he feel. And Maul I think Maul has good takes when it comes to like women and women rights and shit like that, but he really don't ever provide any kind of anecdotal context to anything. He yeah, just fact, It's kind of like so bro like you can't go on strike and then get mad when you realize that you're not as valuable as you thought you was. And that's what I feel like is going on with Maul. Rory, I'm a little, and, I can understand. And Maul no. didn't, he's not like trying to be valuable though. Like he's, he's, he's taking this stance like I'm irreplaceable, but. Exactly. Bro, if you, if you had your own YouTube joint, niggas couldn't say shit up to you. Exactly. You got your own platform, bro. And Joe offered these niggas free footage rights, bro, mm-hmm. to YouTube, bro. Like. Do you know how expensive it is to have a Parks or fucking, uh, what's the old boy name who shoot for them? Um, Erickson? Bro, do you yeah. know how expensive those red cameras are? Do you yeah. know how expensive it is to have an engineer make your sound quality sound pristine like a fucking album every week, twice a week? Bro, that shit is not cheap. This Word. nigga's providing an apartment. And Parks even said, I've never been in a contract with any of these people and I've done business with this man for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like Parks, no, Parks has made himself, he knows that like I'm I'm invaluable. You cannot, you can't just do me any kind of way. You mm. know what I mean? And, and I think it seems like Joe has been like helping them out. Like, again, will we know Rory and Maul without Joe? No, fuck no. No, probably not. So, and again, even though that's my friend, I made you basically a millionaire. I made you a, made you a household name. You are now a famous B-list, C-list celebrity because of me. You can go to places that you probably couldn't. You met whole probably because of me. Now, Rory, he would have been all right anyway with the Duce Palooza because them niggas is on fire. But at the end of the day, you're using your pod to promote your, your artists. You're doing all these things. Like, you can't you can't not do your contract and the obligation, bro. And I think that's what's a big problem. Niggas not reading contracts. And then when they don't read them, they get into it. Like, again, bro, me and my man who started our business together, that's my that's my brother. I love him to death. But we have a, a 100% contract, and we stay, we understand the contract. You can't mix the friendship shit. Like, oh, no, I don't need to look at it. That's my man. Like, always read yeah. your contract, bro. For yeah, sure, I agree bro. with that. I'm 100% on board with that. It just... For me, it just hurt. And then when you look at no, the, whole, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole, I thought it was fucked up though. If if you really was friends with this nigga though, like you, you can't do that shit on his birthday though. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, no, nah, man. Like, you could have waited to the Saturday episode to put the shit out or something like that, and had a couple days to cool off a little bit or something like that. This Who nigga, birthday is it, Rory? This nigga, Rory, birthday was like yesterday. <laughs> Like they record the podcast <laughs> on Tuesdays, they put that shit out on Wednesdays. So yeah, this shit is coming out basically. I guess the day either the day after or the day of his birthday. 
<laughs> fucked up, bro. Like, but but look, it's, just, it's just like, if, yo, if you really was my homie, like, you really gonna do some shit like that? Come on, man. Like, no matter what, then you want to talk about, like, yeah, we still friends. Like, nigga, we are not friends no more. Like, for real. Boys, but I feel like, but you got to look at it from Joe's side too. I, I do. Man. I agree. He probably agree. looking at like these niggas is trying to sabotage me, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, you do got to look at it like that, bro. Business. And like, again, bro, if Joe going on other pods saying that Joe would have failed, bro. Like after them niggas left, and he did horrible, they would have been happy as shit about that, bro. Because it means that that's what they wanted. All the value. That's what they wanted. That's what they want, and that's why. That's why Rory, came, if you notice, Rory came back on some if in a in that public eye anyway on some good boy shit. Like don't I don't you know he came back kind of trying to play the middle, bro. The last the the floor is yours. Maul didn't say something for like the first ten minutes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. He very he provided very little anything, and it's like you can see the microaggressions like on Twitter. He wake up, yo, it's a good day to make a sucker feel uncomfortable today. Um, he'll retweet some shit niggas is saying about ice. He was telling he told them niggas on the pod that that everything that they dropped while he was gone was bullshit. Bro, that's, I mean, that's some he hater said shit. That shit. He said garbage. that. He said that I mean, shit. Bro. Bro. Right. But that's some bullshit, though, bro. If you really care, if you listen to the pod, bro, you can tell when a nigga, if that shit is some good content, bro. Niggas was, that shit was hilarious, bro. Hell like, yeah, bro. That shit was hilarious. They, they they brought back a spark that we hadn't seen in a while. We saw glimpses. We Yo, hadn't seen that in a while. That nigga's funny as shit, bro. That shit was funny, bro. I just don't like Ice. That nigga be saying the dumbest like shit, ice, bro. bro. I just, be, like, Ice disgusts me, bro. Like, I, he, I think he, he has bro. he one of them contrarian niggas that just I hate them type of per- niggas, bro. They just like they just is disagree he a contrarian with you just though, bro? or does he like really just have his? Because I, I mean, if you know if you notice, like Ice, I've been following Ice on Twitter for years. He's a really like a nerd though. He's like a very intelligent dude. He's a computer fucking geek nerd. He can do anything with a phone. He's been one of the biggest people who's like knowing all the Apple shit, and he's like into like newer newer rappers and artists. I feel like, uh, in a way, Ak is the same way. Ak, a lot of people don't like Ak, and I'm not a fan of him. People don't really like him because he. I don't like him because he talks on street shit, and I think he should kind of stay out of that. On the other end, I think some some of me don't like him just because I feel like he's corny, and I just feel like, bro, like why does people care about what he thinks about shit? But on the other end, people who really are fans of Ak are like, yo, I'm learning a lot of valuable information from him because he's not beholden to no label. He can just tell whatever's going on. He don't have to. Play the play the rules, you know. Even Joe got to acquiesce a little bit. Act just say what the fuck he want to say because no one controls his money, and I, I respect corny, that. I just, he is I very corny. He's he very corny. I respect that. I respect that. Though. I respect that about his. Uh, I, I'm glad that it's him, and it's not like I'd rather be a million acts than no jumpers. I'd rather be a, a, a million nah, acts nah. Than, than, than than I would personally. I'd rather see us in those positions, and we can be however the fuck we want to be, than have white dudes in the same position not really providing anything to me for the culture. I would I would prefer if there was neither one of them niggas. <laughs> yeah, I'm hopeful that it's neither one of them niggas. Personally. Bro, because because Act is so he is he is trash, bro. Vic Mensa called him a bitch to his face. Like, yeah, like but that's not on, him bro. though. You know he a bitch though. But I mean, but this to me the same fan base that follows Act is the same fan base who doesn't care if Drake don't write his lyrics. It's the same fan base who don't care if Drake is humiliated or has any of these things happen with other artists. Yeah. You got to understand the fans of today don't live by the street rules and the things that we care about. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Drake fan or whatever, but Drake stands could give a fuck about anything that he doesn't do because to them it's all about numbers. Ak is going to always rub us the wrong way because Ak is all about numbers and success. If you're not successful numbers wise, he don't give a fuck. 
And I even with Freddie Gibbs, like, I love Freddie Gibbs. He tried to talk down on Freddie because Freddie not selling records, and that's kind of ass because niggas like currency and Freddie Gibbs is eating, and they not super famous and can't go nowhere. They can do they what they want to do and they eat, but and they super and they making bread. But again, I think that's kind of where we where we market in lines at because we give. And he made a good point today. Actually, yo, y'all let Rory and other niggas get in the culture, and they don't give y'all shit. Y'all don't expect nothing of them, but y'all judge me so hard and y'all expect so much of me, and I giving so much back to the culture. What are these niggas giving y'all? And that's a good question, bro. But what is that's that? a good fucking well, question, bro. All right, what is he, what is he giving? But what the fuck is academics giving? He's only taking away uh, technically. What are we supposed to get about well, all of these niggas even got killed? Talk- yeah, well, I, don't like, know, I don't know if he. he feed, I, think, yeah, I don't like he, he, he a lot into that Chicago shit, bro. He bro, did. Yeah. He did, and I think he. I mean, I wasn't on the clubhouse thing. I do know the niggas pressed him about basically reporting the news and shit. And his stance was, I was was in that room. And his stance was, his stance was, bro, I'm reporting what's going on. Rappers are dying. Niggas, would you rather TMZ? Somebody's going to do it. Why are y'all mad at me for doing it? Like, you could be tasteful and do shit like that. Like, it's one way you get get taste. You can do it the right way. Yeah, you can do it the right way. I agree, bro. I don't like the shade room esque style of his reporting. He was throwing gas on that shit instead of saying, like, Yo, like this is bad. I wish these guys could stop. He, it wasn't mm-hmm. like that at all, bro. He was throwing mm-hmm. gas like he was just talking. Yo, it was like, yo, he rolls down JoJo block and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Like, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you put gas. Let me ask you this though. We from Petersburg. Do you expect a Berkeley man and nigga to be able to tell Fifth Ward niggas how to act, or do you think he gonna just record that shit and post it? If you put that shit on the biggest platform <laughs> and say, I'm just saying, think about that though. Huh? Think about I mean, that though. if you if you a suburban nigga, right? Are you going to go and are you going to be reporting from where these niggas need to chill and not do this? Or are you going to report like this is what's happening in this side of town? No, I would expect the Berkeley man and them not to shut the fuck up and stay the fuck out of grown folks' business unless I, you want to get and dealt I, with. And I and I hear you, bro, but that's not the nature of I don't even know a content creator, bro. That's a that's a <laughs> I, I was just a joke. It's like a, it's like up Crater Road. Uh, it's away from like the violence and the nonsense and the. City. Well, I, my, um, yeah, my point. My point is that. I don't expect people who are not of street culture to live by street rules. And I think that's what happens a lot of times. When I went to college, coming from Petersburg, again, I said it before, niggas is looking at you hard. You thinking it's beef. Niggas is like, yo, I like your outfit. They live by, bro, you got to understand, we live under a constant constraint of defense mode, whether it's from the social workers who are trying to take us from our families, whether it's from the tax people, whether it's from the teachers who judging us, whether, I mean, we always want defense from each other. People who don't grow up that way, they don't live like that. They just think you can just do shit. That's why Twitter today, we see it, we see it all the time. Even people say all kinds of shit because they never got punched in their face before. They never had to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in the real world, how we grew up to survive don't work. So when it comes to act, act is like, I'm gonna do what makes money. Y'all don't like it. Y'all not liking me provides me money. The same avenue that Joe is getting rich off is the exact same one that academics is getting rich off. Publicity is publicity. Whether y'all like me or not, I don't give a fuck. I'm a millionaire because y'all hate me. And that's yeah, the I mean, sad I, I truth just wanna, of it. I just want to set the record straight and say, fuck act, though. I'm not against it, bro. Yeah, I understand that he like he's this popular media figure, but it's still like, for my record to show, I just want to say that, fuck act, I'm, <laughs> he's an op to me, fuck that nigga. But, yeah, um, I'm not I really against you, bro. That nigga. I I really I'm just, nigga. I feel you, bro. And I felt that way, but when I took a step back and I looked at it from a more objective point of view, I said, you know, I can't really be mad at him because if Act don't do it, it's going to be another white guy or somebody else doing the same shit. And I'm going to be even more offended that they talking about some shit that they have no business with. And that's my only point. Like, yeah, we really like do. Vlad, we really, exactly. Vlad, but, all, but that's what I'm saying. We really do give white people a lot of grace in our culture to do all kind of fuck shit. 
But when mm-hmm. it's one of our own who do it, we kind of hold them to the fire more because we expect more of them. But we don't realize that some of us grew up just like these white people. We just all skin folk and kin folk. And they mm-hmm. all yeah. don't understand the rules. And I, I I do agree with him on that. Like, yo, we give him a hard time. We don't give Adam 22 a hard time. We don't Shit. give we don't a lot of yeah. us don't give a lot of them people a lot hard time. Like, like you said. I, I, I know I do. I just I don't want to be bad at you, bro. Like, if it's a business, it's a business. I think whoever the next two, uh, whoever is going to replace Rory and Ma are going to be well off just having this already happen. Nigga, you know what Rory will set that shit off? If, if they put Karen Civil on that joint, bro. You ever heard she's already, she already got her own podcast. She already, already got her own podcast, right? I know, yeah. but I'm saying, bro, like, yo. If she, yeah, was, if was, she was on there, the episode with Kevin Samuels, that joint would have went crazy. Yeah. yeah, niggas were saying that. Uh, I mean, I know that he said Patreon is gonna be the ish and ice, like you will name this part later joint. Uh, I don't know who his co hosts are gonna be on this one. Uh, but niggas was talking on Twitter today, said it would be wild if he had Charlemagne and Act come in like <laughs> on a pod, and that would be the wildest <laughs> shit ever because all three of them are like ridiculously like just wild personalities. Yeah, shit. I hate Charlemagne too, though. Yeah, yeah I do. I mean, I, I feel you, but I just think vibe. that uh. I do hate the act is right in this though. I do that. I feel like it's a broken clock being right twice a day, and this is one of those times. And boy, he is loving this shit. Like he was on his stream today, and nope, he was nope. like, "I don't, I don't want to hear that nigga." <laughs> Yo, that shit was funny, bro. Like that shit was funny, bro. I was gonna listen to it. I seen everybody dropping the link. Like he's gonna be on here at three p.m. I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm not going to that shit, bro. I just, bro, I, you uh, you would you would laugh at the shit about Ma. Remember what Joe said today? He said Ma. Uh, as a roommate would buy district uh, laundry detergent and keep it in his room, bro. Yo, that nigga said. That nigga said. This nigga told. I told y'all these niggas is bums. This nigga is. <laughs> that nigga said. This nigga lived with Joe Bud for years and he's buying laundry detergent and keep it in his room like a bitch. Yo, that, <laughs> shit, that, so weak, bro. Yo, that shit was funny, bro. I was like, yo, this nigga is. Somebody gonna smack the shit on Act one day, but that shit was hilarious. But yo, that's my problem. Like, he don't. He be saying all of this shit that don't come outside. That's where it's just. Annoying. That's why it's frustrating, bro. Yeah, he likes Takashi Six Nine, bro. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. I, I it never would have been a Six Nine if that. Like, how y'all feel about Maul living with buttons for free and then buying detergent? <laughs> I think it's I'm gonna be honest. Bro. Is that the narrative? He didn't say for free though, did he? Yo, I ain't hear him say for free. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he, he never said for free. for free. So it's just like them niggas was roommates. This is like me if me and Vario lived together and I decided to keep the fucking detergent in the fucking room. No, I think he I think he alluded to that shit, bro. It might have him. He said that they never broke bread together, and his relationship with Maul has always been a, as one of protection, kind of. Um so I don't I don't know what what the what I mean, I do know New York rent and shit is not cheap though. Like Word. Pre pre pre-COVID, yeah, pre COVID, bro. A one bedroom in like Manhattan, Soho area is like five racks, and we talking like six hundred square feet, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, if you living with somebody, you gonna even if you paying fifteen hundred, two thousand, you still got roommates. So I can see you still living with somebody. Um, I don't, I don't hold people. I, I feel like these little things like that is like we kind of let capitalism fool us into thinking but that we how, can't now share that resources it, how together. More gonna get bread, bro. Ma, but, but I don't think I, don't, I think another thing is. Maul is the brother of hip hop. Hip hop yeah, is Kanye's, and yeah, these niggas started Rockefeller. Hip hop yeah. signed some of the biggest artists and put some of the big are today. So I don't think Maul is gonna ever have no money problems just based off of who his family is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he'll be fine regardless. I think Rory's gonna land on his feet because Rory has the this Duce Palooza. He does his shit in the industry. I think they'll both be fine financially. I'm not he, really. He's sure managing uh, what emotional oranges and like th- them niggas is gonna be fine. Money is never. They have issue. connections. 
Yeah, in the world, the media, story, though. Imagine how how much of a media run they can go on to talk to their side of the story. Everybody wants it. it, and they still can do it. Yeah, it's it's just, it just it uh, just it just like the way I was invested in it. Just as a family, like it just felt like them niggas was like really tight, like. You know, just like if for me, I, I equated to if we started some shit like that, I would never go on the fucking podcast and rant for two hours and fucking pro- monetize off that shit either. Like, and I get it from a business mm-hmm. perspective; it makes Joe money. Them niggas ain't show up. But is he whatever. monetizing though, or is he trying to fight back against yeah, he all took the reaction that shit. videos? Because Bruh, he, he was saying, "Yo, niggas shit. is on the reaction videos." Cla- like wrote, Joe' reputation precedes him. I've never really watched. Loving hip hop. I'm not sure what his. I don't follow all his relationships. I don't follow all the like shit that niggas do just when they need to get paid. I don't follow that kind of shit with rappers. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. But every time you go on social media, regardless if it's good, bad, or indifferent, people hate Joe. They want to see this nigga fail. And because his reputation yeah. proceeds, and, and Charlemagne put it out there that he sabotages everything, which may be true. Joe is like, bro, in this situation, I'm trying to help niggas. And instead of defending my honor, these niggas is out here adding to the fire when I made you niggas millionaires. Like Word. I made you niggas rich. And y'all niggas is gonna let me be handled like that. I don't know. I don't think he monetized. I think he's like, I'm gonna finally be really transparent. Right, yeah. Because the last time he niggas monetizing off of it by at the end of the day, he he, I mean, he, he is released the he released the podcast. He released the podcast on Apple Podcasts or for anybody to listen to. He took mm-hmm. the podcast off of Apple and made it only a Patreon exclusive, knowing mm-hmm. that people are gonna go try to listen to the fucking podcast now. So yeah. you have to pay. In order, mm-hmm. for, and you have to pay this one of these two tiers. You also had mm-hmm. to pay a certain tier. You couldn't just get, buy the little cheap joint and then mm-hmm. get this podcast. You had to actually pay for the tier, uh, mm-hmm. and just to hear this content. Or you had well, to see. I got it like for free. I got Me it for too. free. So I'm gonna just Me say too. that's because niggas is not internet savvy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. Like I, I'm, I didn't pay for it. But honestly, yeah. it was frustrating for me finding the link because at one point when I was listening to it, they took the, they took, took that the link, link off and yeah. then he had to find it from somewhere else. So I can imagine me just, mm-hmm. I'm internet savvy, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. finding another link. A motherfucker could easily just get frustrated and just pay whatever to finish listening. You know everything that you're saying right now? You know what that says? What? I own the IP. I can do what the fuck I want with you're it. You're 100% it's right. right. But I can so also it's, sit it's immorally wrong. And yeah. no, that's fucked up. And it's it is fucked up. If you really my friend, nigga, nigga, yes, yeah, off of fucking firing see, me on my Sean birthday. Sean is talking morals, bro. He's talking and morally, you are correct, bro. But we know that we are, bro. America is a business. Society, capitalism, America does not give a fuck about morals, bro. It's bro, never been there. You know that, bro. It it doesn't matter because Sean is not looking at it from Joe's perspective. Still, he's still looking at it as. It's just everybody, this is how everybody should feel about it. But you're not looking at it as Joe probably think these niggas trying to sabotage him, bro. I get He's not it. looking at it as, I get it. If that's man, how he I'm truly feels, wrong. I get He's it. not looking at it like that. That's how it, you, you feel how, you feel like he's morally incorrect. But he feel he's morally correct, bro. So he's probably thinking as like, these niggas is bugging. They trying to sabotage me. Of course, I'm going to make these niggas pay. And now he probably make mad bread off this episode. And then I think, mean? I think that, but, right. but the, is is that mean? All because he feels like that. Is that the fucking reality? Is, is the truth? That's his That's the reality. It, it, it has to be his reality, bro. Sean, think about this, bro. We have a falling out. We have a business, though. Regard even every. I don't went there. I don't went the counseling with one of y'all niggas. I've been reaching out to y'all, talking to y'all outside of this. Yo, I told y'all, y'all go take some time off. Y'all gonna still get paid. I'll hold it down on the pod. Y'all go take some time off. Get yourself together. Go do what you like to do. Let's come back. 
as a family, work this shit out and be everything straight. I'm letting y'all take y'all time off. The whole time y'all taking time off, y'all not really telling me what the issue is. Y'all not really, we not really hashing shit out, but you on Twitter throwing throwing subs and shit like that. You exactly. you 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 out here explaining people and not telling me. I've reached out to you to have a conversation with you and you not telling me none of this shit. I sit here and let people guesstimate and, and just say whatever about me and talk shit about me for over a month now and I've been basically defending y'all niggas honor, protecting y'all niggas honor. Word. Y'all niggas come back and then don't even try. Y'all come back with a lackluster attitude. Don't really even try to do your job. And then I say, all right, we're going on vacation. The people who've been working the whole time, y'all niggas take that vacation and then don't come back after? Bro, fuck out of here, bro. What other job can you do that? What other job, bro? Word, what other man. job can you do that, bro? I agree. I'm not mad at... I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not mad at the actual action. I'm just saying that the actions, like of how you... It, it's always multiple ways of skinning the cat. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm not. Well, maybe he just ain't feel like taking the high road, which is cool. Man, I, you enough about this. Point across we, spent, we spent 45 minutes on these niggas, bro. It's an explosive topic, though. It's it's kind of fire. It, it's just it's just sad to see them niggas like in this shit. I feel really. what you're saying, bro. You know, love is love, bro. Friends and be friends, and I think it's always hard to do business and friendship because we don't. A lot of people don't want to have the uncomfortable conversation with their friends. But mm-hmm. I will say, if you've been my friend and we battle tested and we've been through some shit together, I don't think nothing I say is going to stop us from being friends. Like, I have a strong personality. I've always known that. Either you're going to love or you're going to hate me. I ain't never met a motherfucker who like you. I, you either like me or you don't. It ain't no in the middle. So if we've already had these conversations, we've been through whatever we've been through, bro, what the fuck? Why can't we talk about this? And why the fuck are you siding with a nigga who we just met eight years ago? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can see Joe feeling that way, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I, not mad at him feeling that way. You fire me on fucking uh, over national uh, a public airways like that <laughs> on my birthday. On my birthday. My, yeah, on my birthday, bro. You publicly embarrassing me on my birthday, my nigga. Oh, my God. You got to see me, dog. Ain't, no, I've been offering you these hands. No, we, you got to see these hands for real now at this point. And then my, my final thoughts on this whole shit. And I'm not, I'm not jacking that Rory could beat Joe either. Like, I don't know why that's the narrative either. Like, Joe just going to let this man whoop his ass. Like, I don't know why he keep offering this man to fade like that. But in, like, in publicly, too, like, like let's really fight type know. shit. Like, come on, bro. Like, stop telling me that shit. Because if I really beat you up, then I'm the bad guy. I was yeah. supposed to beat you up. I always side with the black dude in a in a in a black and white fight. Uh, to be totally honest, so yeah. I mean, you know, no matter what, I'm gonna throw my money on black. But I don't know, man. Joe been Joe been down there, damn near dead a couple times, man. Getting <laughs> out, bro. I don't know, bro. He don't look like he'd be in the best of shape. I seen his Instagrams. You know, he eating good over there. So I can't imagine <laughs> that nigga's in the best of shape, dog. So I mean, I don't know. It's one of those. Rory might, Rory might get fight, bro. You know them Irish. They'll they'll fight forever. They'll fight all day. Rory look like one of them dudes you fight at the bar. And he'll hit himself in the head with the bottle and be like, what's up? You want to keep going? He'll be like, all right, bro. You know what? You got it. Nah, you right, though. You right, though. Yeah. Um, I'll pay to watch it, though. They should put that shit on Patreon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, let's – we kind of spoke on contracts earlier. What y'all feel about this this Meek and Rick Ross shit? I think that's another situation like this one, bro, where um, you signed a deal. And at that time, you were in a different phase in life. You probably needed it. You probably needed the exposure, whatever, whatever. And now you are at a different plateau. You and that person you signed the contract with are probably most close as friends. So you think you can be able to like kind of get out the contract. But on the other end, that person probably feels like, yo, I have to recoup what I put into you. 
Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of it. All I saw is that Meek denied him access to his section at the club or some shit like that. What? Um, yeah, that's what I said. It, it, Meek was at Live, I believe, and he, I guess, Ross tried to come and they, he denied him access to the club to the to his section. Um, I personally feel like that's some petty shit because if we got a problem, we should handle that shit behind the scenes, not in the public eye. You know what I'm saying? We should handle that shit behind the scenes beforehand and get everything settled. You know what I mean? Before we have to say anything. So I don't know what's going on with that, um, but I do feel like yeah. it. From what I read, it seems like Meek wants to get out of the contract, and I think Ross just wants him to fulfill what he's already signed for. And I feel like Meek probably been around uh, the rich people too a little bit too long. Meek got access to different type of people at this point in his life, and he he can probably see a little things differently. And the bitch asses and Meek is is still there. The whole Drake and he snitched on Drake with the whole with the kind of with the Ghost Rider shit just because he was off a pill. And you know you can kind of see niggas shoot colors at the end of the day. There's no reason to handle Rick Ross like that, especially whether you know I I understand. Uh, while Meek would feel some type of way about Rick Ross, but you know, why would he feel a way though? I mean, I mean, if you're trying to get out of something, and and this man not trying to let you out of something, you, you're gonna feel some type of way. I mean, exactly. That's yeah, what I'm, I mean, I'm she, not so mad at him feeling some that, type of way, but you got to be able to compartmentalize that shit, bro. But like, should you feel some type of way if you did sign the contract? I mean, yeah, but look, let, let, let's 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 break down the contract. Mm-hmm. The the contract that he signed is this is a standard contract. It's usually a three to four album joint. He gave mm-hmm. Ross five six projects in total. Oh he damn! So what's so what's Ross beef? What do you say? Where's Ross beef then? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We don't know the intricate details of the contracts and why he won't let him out. But me gave that man five projects, five albums, and one EP. And Meek already got a, a joint label deal himself. Like he already got Dream Chases through Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. So, and he probably seeing that Rock Nation don't have a parent company. Mm-hmm. He signed to MMG, which is signed to Atlantic, which is signed mm-hmm. to Warner. Mm-hmm. So the splits that he getting from the album is way less than somebody like a, a Benny the Butcher that's mm-hmm. only signed to Griselda. Mm-hmm. You feel, and he got his independent label, Black Soprano, so he can drop an album on Black Sopranos and eat all that shit by itself. Mm-hmm. But so what got is so, shit through three different companies? Yeah, I mean that's the thing, but that's what happens when you sign to a a major, though. You know what I'm saying? And I, but I don't know the intricacies of what he has to fulfill because did he give him five albums or did some of those count as mixtapes? Because I do know that some contracts, if you're not what is it, 45 minutes of music or something like that, then it doesn't count as a full length studio album. So it might if, if if it's some shit like that, then that's some like y'all could be able to work that out. Regardless, though, so even if we friends, wins and losses, DC four, dreams worth more than money, and dreams and nightmares. DC four is a DC four is a fucking yeah. That's a mixtape. Released as a mix. It's a mixtape. That's an album. So, yeah, all so my music. question is, all right. So here's my. But what, but that's a th- even if it's all original music, it can still be considered a mixtape, though. They do that all the time. But you know, like, you know, on title it shows what what is being released to, and this is the same thing as the other joints. Because in the mixtapes, he got his mixtapes up here, and they was released under Meek Mill, like so Dream like, Chasers Three. This so is released me, under Meek Mill, but the so other let, joint DC Four is say album. So let me ask a question. So knowing. I guess it all depends on what Rick Ross is really asking. This sounds like something that can easily be settled, right? This is mm-hmm. this is this isn't something that uh, is irreparable. 
Then mm-hmm. my question is, why the fuck would Meek Mill disrespect Rick Ross no, like this, knowing mm-hmm. that at mm-hmm. the end of the day, this is going to make a story? That's what I'm saying. That's what I think. Because look, because like you just said, if it's something that can be handled so simply, why hasn't it been handled? He well, that probably mean- feel like Rick Ross is probably trying to rob him, bro. Look, like, look how many other artists got robbed. But let's be honest, about, though. What other artists got robbed by Rick Ross, though? Because to me... No, not, not Rick Ross. I'm talking about in general. Like, I mean, he yeah. got Wale out the, the contract. Exactly. Yeah, but facts, but I, I would say, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like, if anything, Ross has had a flaw for it. It signed a lot of talent that he shouldn't have put so much money and energy into because he wasn't going to recoup. I have never heard an artist from MMG say Ross didn't put everything he could into them. To me, Ross just made some decisions that you knew these dudes weren't probably going to be superstars. You gave them a chance anyway, and you gave them a big platform. I feel like what happens when kid, when people get – Rock Nation has the best lawyers ever. I do think what happens is when you got people like that who can get you out of any contract, you probably stop talking to the person. So mm-hmm. now that person is only talking to your lawyer. So that can make the business murky too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If I talk to you and now I can't talk to you, I only got to talk to fucking Mark from the legal representatives, I can see that being you know some kind of situation. But – not to spend too much time on this, I think Ross has always been professional in how he handles shit. I think Meek has always been a little more of a high head and just like, you know, he kind of exposes too much. I think that if they get to talk, they should be able to work it out. I just don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't have the most faith in Meek being uh, the most <laughs> mature and level-headed, yeah, in a lot of situations. Um, Meek I is think, like... Um, I just think MMG... It's outdated now, bro. Like that's just how I'm looking at it. Like from the outside looking in, it's like it's you been can't. Dead. You, it's been dead. All record labels are outdated, now, bro. Like all record been labels dead. are outdated. All it's been there for years. I don't no. know. Some labels still putting out yeah, content. Some, and you want like you follow. Atlantic, bro. But like now? if he was signed directly to Atlantic, that'd be different. But he signed the MMG through Atlantic through Warner. But let's be honest, though, bro. No matter where he go to, is Miko ever be a priority in any of these labels? The answer is no. Because he's not gonna sell these records that these labels are gonna make you a priority. He for. got his own label now, bro. That's yeah, what but I'm so saying. what? Who's on that label? Who cares about anybody on Dream Chase? I'm just saying, be honest. Like, what, the, what, nigga what Vori, person... the nigga Vori is nice, bro. I mean, I heard he was nice, but is he is he moving exactly? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's he may be nice. I heard some people listen to him. The nigga what I'm saying is, nice. when he's talking but about it, a is, label, this is his first label, though, and and that's fine. I'm just saying, listen, if you can release an album through your label, mm-hmm. or you got to release through somebody else. I, a label that I've been with for 10 years. I stayed loyal. Mm-hmm. MMG left whoever he's with before Epic to go to Atlantic, and I stayed with you. Wale left, Omarion left, everybody mm-hmm. at Rocky Fresh, everybody left. Mm-hmm. Like, why you know why they all left? Contract, and bro? they all left, and they're all still not doing anything. So I think that's kind of what the situation is. Like, you all, even if you do have it, much success to them, they can do it. But I think when you're looking at a business mind, they're looking at it like, all right, you got this kid, Vori. But Meek Mill, you yourself is not the fan favorite right now. The internet, can, they hate him more than Joe Budden. So <laughs> it's like, okay, you that's go somewhere internet, else or whatever. But but that's who, that's, I mean, unfortunately, as an artist or anything you push in today, you can't sell it without the internet. That's just what it is. numbers is the same. Championships was crazy. And like, what's the numbers? How long ago was that? That was <laughs> last year. That was last year. That shit was not last year. Yeah, that one last year. Championships 2020, bro. It say championships. That's what it say. January 2020. Is that like the deluxe version or something like that? That they put that shit. <laughs> real? I feel like that shit been out that. in years. Like that's what I'm looking at, bro. It say 2020. I mean, oh, I, um, let me see. No, nah, I can't even 2020 because that was free version. Yeah, it was 2019. It's 2019. 2019. Came, it, it, yeah, 2019 or something like that. 
So the album is certified gold, which is cool. That's 500,000 sales. What I'm saying is if you're going to be a priority on a, on a label, you doing that first week or close yeah. to that first week. That's all I'm saying. So I think Ross has a little more leverage here because Ross is probably looking at it like, all right, look, I'll let, I don't know what the business deal is. All right. But if you do this one, whatever it is, you got to do to fulfill this, do that. And then we done. I don't see how that's going to hurt him. You can still promote Gene Chase. It's like, I didn't, I don't look at Meek as an MMG. I don't look at MMG at all anymore. Ross, that shit is done. MMG is not, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Anymore. Why am I still releasing under albums under a done label, bro? Like, because how much money, money did I pour into, how yeah. much money did I pour into you for all these albums that you have dropped? That's the one thing. Not to mention, this nigga Meek was in jail. How much money did I use while you were in jail to continue to put content out, to continue your fans to be engaged? How much money did I put into you? Did I recoup that yet? And if I didn't recoup that, you got to fulfill this contract, whether we boys or not. And that's the hard part. That's the hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was just like, yo, you, you shouldn't be this. You should be able, you have to be able to compartmentalize this shit, bro. If you can't compartmentalize <laughs> yeah, this shit, you're not going to be able to be in the business, bro. Because at the end yeah, of the day, like, you got to be able to separate, yo, you my homie. Oh, so you pull up on me for my birthday. Now you're fucking, like, I'm going to kick you out of my section. Like, mm-hmm. like but that what? That's a big problem, nigga. Me, bro. It don't make no sense, bro. I'm just saying, bro, regardless, like we talked about with the last topic, bro, we all have to deal with some shit we don't want to deal with in the way we make our money. Either whether you're a business owner, whether you uh, work for somebody, no matter what you do, you're going to have to deal with some shit that you don't want to deal with at work. You can't then, like, boss up on the person who's employed you, has allowed you to feed your family, and do all these things for this many years uh, if you got a contract, open contract with them, because you're going to be in the wrong. That's all I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Fulfill your contract, keep it moving, or pay your way out the contract. But, but I mean, just I just feel like the disrespect is tolerate. I mean, oh, that's that's crazy. Like yeah, to me, publicly did that to me, to me, like to I'm to me now. Like when you did that dumb ass shit and tried to diss Drake, I defended your name. I told mm-hmm. the people that Meek Mill is not over. Meek Mill will continue to make music. Meek will always. I've never heard Ross say not one bad thing about me. So no, you can carry I, me like that. I no. can see that being like, bro, what? You hear the the music that Drake and Rick Ross fucking put out together? They ain't want no goddamn Drake and Rick Ross singles dropping when fucking they was beefing with me. That shit, that shit was dead for until they squashed that shit. And then now you start to hear fucking Drake and Rick Ross again. That shit's not a coincidence. That's what I mean by like that's kind of fucked up. Like yo, like uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I, I, I me, I'm not the big I'm not a big Meek fan anyway. Uh, I thought after he got out, I thought he was uh, you know would be a little more tame, probably read a little more. A little more educated on things, but he came out and was like, once he got back red, Jesse he seems to be the same. Like he just seems like proudly ignorant sometimes. I, I feel like he could be so much more, so much better of an artist in everything if he wasn't that. That's just what I get from him. Of course, we don't know him personally, but that's just kind of the vibe I get from him. Yeah. Press Meek, man. I hope that new music's fire though. We're gonna see, man. I just hope I just that shit ironed out, bro. Cause I see both sides. I see Ross like, cause Meek was in trouble a lot, so he probably did more for Meek than any of the other artists. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like he was in jail, even though it probably looked and that like was Wale beef, right? Wale beef. Wale felt he could tell he was the ugly duckling of the other situation. Like yeah. he knew Ross yeah, and Meek. I mean, and it probably looked like like Jay Z and Rock Nation did the grunter the the legal work and shit for him when he got out of jail this last time. But Ross is probably. Mm-hmm there too like you feel me so mm-hmm. yeah I, I see both sides because if i'm looking at it like bro if i if i did five albums i gave you six projects in total bro 
Like, I understand that you had to switch from Epic to Atlantic. I understand that you did this and that for this person and this person for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm a superstar now, bro. Like, I, I can fly on my own, bro. I, I don't are I you can see, but are I you can't see me having to give you another album, bro. But Especially are you a superstar, I you championships, bro. That's probably but, but, my best album. That's probably <laughs> but are you a superstar, though? He is a superstar. Is he? Uh, he's, he's a B-list he's he? he's celebrity. Yeah, so that's not a superstar. Is he a B list? <laughs> I mean, he's a superstar rapper. No, he's not. He's a popular. Uh, he's a popular not, rapper. He's not, he's not a superstar not too rapper. Many rappers, there's not too many rappers. That's that's a better than me. And two that well, that's outsells me. There are a lot of rappers who outsell me. Actually, a whole like lot who? of them. Like who? Like so? Do you want me to go through the, like the big people or like so? You got easily. Anybody who he's comparing mm-hmm. himself to is watching him. Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick outselling him every drop. Isaiah that's, Rashad and look him. Who you name though. That's but Drake, that's a, but those are but those are superstar. Those are superstar rappers. Travis Scott is going to outsell him every time. That's a superstar. These are superstar rappers. Is what I'm saying, bro. Travis Scott. Meek is not that. Look, he not. I'm he sorry, not even little baby, bro. Travis yeah, little baby is outselling him. All these Travis people, like Scott is ass, bro. Yeah, but that's your opinion, though. I don't care what you think about his music. I'm just letting you know the numbers. Travis Scott can sell anything today. He can put his name on anything, and that shit is gonna sell. You go let me, who bought them Meek Pumas? Nobody. <laughs> I'm just—it's just a business thing. Who wants to be like Meek Mill? Nobody. That's because like, it's I, Puma, though. Oh my but, god, bro! It, if you fire you, bro. Kanye went to Adidas when niggas was only wearing shell toes That's and Stan and niggas. Every, I'm just, but these are super. This is what superstars do, though. Yeah. Superstars do that. Needle, bro. He's a superstar. Meek, he's he's not a superstar. He's a star. But that he's is fa- that doesn't my point. That doesn't negate my point, bro. I get you five albums. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know the contract, bro. Regardless of what it is, I think whatever it is, they'll have to work it out. But I think that I don't think Meek has much leverage here. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I don't think he has much leverage here. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're aware of how many people are not waiting on the Meek Mill album. That's crazy, bro. Like I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go that far. I kind of want to hear Meek. If that's the case, why not let him out then? If nobody's waiting. I don't know because he might be eating off the back. He might be eating off the back catalog or whatever. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure House Party and some of those other songs that he's made are still making money somehow. I, I'm, I'm not boss. sure. Yeah, I'm a, a lot of those songs so sophisticated. There's some records that Meek had, and you know Meek is a talented artist. He can do Dreams you know, and things. Intro. Yeah, that's a big song. That's gonna always you know that's a, that's a big song. Um, so I don't know. I mean, again, take me out of it. I'm not the, again. I'm not the biggest Meek fan. I, I don't. I'm not as uh, excited about his music, but I'm just looking at it from a rap game perspective. I don't think he has as much leverage as he thinks he does. I think he's uh, in a Rory Mall situation much more than we want to admit here. It's <laughs> <Nah. laughs> just me. Nah, hell no. Who's the biggest star? Who's the biggest? It might get, it might get worse than Rory Mall. Me keep disrespecting that shit. Who's the biggest star? Who's the biggest star? Rick Ross or me? Rick Ross. Easily, right? Easily. And Ross only. Me can't outsell Ross. Yeah, correct. So what the fuck is me talking about? Like, where? What do you mean? It's not a competition. Not a star. The That's what I mean. He's not a fucking star or a superstar. He is like a C. Come on, bro. Now you wildin'. Now you like, He's a great now rapper. Don't get me wrong. I fuck with Meek Mill. Now you wildin'. He's not nah, a fucking. Now you wildin'. Like, like, even have the balls to even like. Why would why would you even do that shit with Drake, bro? He's in the tier. He's in the same tier with Big Sean. No, he's in not. Wale. He's in the same What's here? What's here? If 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 J Cole Drake and and uh, Kendrick is the, the the number one tier, and you said Travis, well, I guess Travis is ass to me though. But that tier. I'm, I'm, st- I'm strictly talking about when they drop things. They, so Lil Baby, J Cole, Kendrick, 
uh, Drake, um, yeah, Travis, good. like these people who, when they drop, like things change and it, people going to, it's going to sell, it's going to do whatever. But what about Big Sean? No one gives a fuck about Big Sean, bro. I'm Come sorry. On, no bro. one gives a fuck That's about, what I'm but, but, but I'm saying, but, that, but I'm just, I'm, bro, go, I'm just telling you like, who, bro, go look at the numbers, bro. I'm telling you, like, these people are popular artists, and you, I think you're going off talent and off niggas who can rap. Big Sean and Meek Mill can rap. They are talented rappers. Nah, but no one cares when they drop. Like, Big Big Sean, honestly, Let's go like, about net worth, then. Let's go about net worth, then. Net you worth? About net worth. They ain't got shit to do with rap. What you mean? It's about who made the most money, right? No, no, no. That's never that's, that's not that's, net worth, that's, nigga. You think these oh, niggas ain't got man. no motherfucking shit? Like, bro, you bro, think Meek Mill don't have great investments? With, with, he fucking best friends with billionaires. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Bro, what the fuck is that? Right? We're rapping. All right, I'm sure two came Let's out and did 103. Let's go by album sales then. Yeah, so if you're talking about album sales, those artists that I talked to that I said at, at, at first, those are the big artists that people are here. They, you, you can't, you got to get a feature from them. They're going to be all over, whatever. I think Misha does, Meek does great with features. Like he can, he, he's a great relationship with, uh, with with Young Thug and them. Meek is versatile. He can get on the like introspective shit. He can rap. Big Sean, I think, um, is, is more, he kind of, to me, with all the antics, like the ass ass and all those kind of songs, he kind of watered his brand down. So it's like, you don't look at him as like a bar you up rapper no more. It's kind of like, all right. And his album, his discographies just have been uh, a big letdown, if you ask me. And then he don't sell a lot of records either. So it's like, if I'm not doing the ass, 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 I'm not selling no records, so then no one cares. And that's kind of what's, what's going nah, on. Nah, you, you disrespecting my son, bro. But I'm just, bro, go look it up. Look at his album sales. I'm not talking about Big, big Sean, I'm talking about me. But you disrespecting Big Sean, too, because they both stars, bro. Y'all niggas they, trying to they, play like, like bro, one of them they were, bro, you got to think of how long ago that was, bro. Rap moves fast, bro. Like, the typical run of a rapper is five years. That's the typical run of you being at the top of the game. Drake is uh, an anomaly because we've never seen somebody basically be at the top of the game for this long consistently. Hove is going to be forever relevant. Snoop is going to be forever relevant. These niggas are legends. But, but even our favorites, these are, they're old now. Like, the that class of, like, the so Golden Era mixtape. Kendrick still top of the game? Bro, at one hundred percent. I've been one hundred. Bro, how can you? We, how can we say Drake? How can we say Drake is not at the top, but Kendrick is at the top? I never how said Drake went at the top. I never said oh, Drake went okay. at the top. I never okay. said that. Drake is like the, I said. I just said no one has ever seen a run like that for Drake. Drake is probably going to be the most popular artist rapper because he's just transcended all lanes. Kendrick is the only rapper who's ever fucking won a Pulitzer prize, bro. That's that a big was, fucking achievement I, in rapping, bro. In writing and rapping, like. Kendrick album sales is crazy. <laughs> he moves the needle. I mean, I think you're putting a lot of who you like into this, and I'm just giving you facts. Like Big Sean I'm and Meek Mill would love to do what Kendrick is doing. I'm they would about love the, it. The critical acclaim that Kendrick is getting, bro. I fuck with Kendrick so much, bro. I think Kendrick better than all them niggas you talking about. They they, they talk don't have a disc. They don't have an yeah, album that can touch any of his albums. They don't. Even, they, they can't. Even. They can't. They couldn't even do a concept song talking about an album like Kendrick. It's, it's yeah. even disrespectful to all mention of, Big look, Sean or Meek even in, the, in his conversation. All I'm honest. saying yeah, is Kendrick, <laughs> Kendrick can rap his ass off, bro, and he makes good music. But a public don't have metaphors, prize, bro. Like they, I like, I think, I think white people overcompensate with Kendrick. Like he's huh? so he's so in your face and he's so passionate and it's like his delivery is so crazy. It's like they can't. They can't overlook this one, and I feel like they giving him a lot, bro. And I and I love Kendrick. he deserve it though. He deserve he deserve most of it, bro. But he, <laughs> bro, like, Kendrick, damn, damn was what, a pretty good album, bro. Damn was a great album. Yeah, but a classic. Damn was actually a great album. 
It was, I, I was 100%. Yeah, because yeah, because because the whole time Kendrick has been criticized of beat selection, not being able to be versatile, not being able to do this, not being able to do that like Drake and the others. Kendrick well, and, and, and did a whole fucking album that if you are just an average fan that just want to hear good beats and music, he gave you that. But if you a deep introspective listener like us, he gave you that too. And then he also gave you a fucking concept within the album. Like, bro, Kendrick does shit that's on another level. And I would say replay value and, like, metaphorically sound, those are the areas where you can knock Kendrick at. But, again, like... So these, that's what a classic is. Uh, no, a, but that's a value. New York classic. Well, what Damn has, to me, Damn in Section 80 has the most replay volume of his of his discography. If you go to Good Kid, Mad City, there's a couple songs there, but you don't want to hear the whole album as a whole again. To Pimple mm-hmm. Butterfly is a very tough, serious listen. So there's some songs there, but you're not going to want to hear that whole album. But Damn in Section 80, you can just let both of them shits play. Mm-hmm. So I would say he shows you the replay value there. Now you talk about replay value. What? Why do I need to go hear a whole Meek album again, ever again? <laughs> that's, I don't that's even listen to. I don't even listen. I'm just saying. You talking about replay value? Like I don't even go. I hear Big Sean and Meek album one time, and then that's it. Oh, that was cool. And I turn. I don't hear. I don't ever hear it again. That's your opinion. Bro. I'm just saying, no, bro. He's right, though. That's Meek a good opinion, bro. When is the last time? Bro. When the last time? Evan, when the last time you listened to? Other than you probably listen to championships. But other than that, when's the last time you listened to a full Meek album? I listened to a full to Meek back. album th- th- today doing a workout. No lie. I mean, that's a that's a good that's a good place to listen. When's to the loss? You working out? When you working out? That's a good place to listen. To when you working out? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You may I, I feel like you may be a bigger fan of him, and I'm a I'm not a fan of him, and I'm a bigger fan of them of Kendrick. But if we're looking at even if we go objectively, numbers, awards, accolades, anything I'm not, that's yeah, and I'm, and I'm not comparing them to. I'm not. I'm. I already know Kendrick is a bigger artist. I'm just saying that Meek is also a star, bro. Niggas he's not going to say star, like bro. Meek is not he's a star. A fa- he's a fading star, bro. <sighs> He's the just, it is really he's a favorite. He's a, he, he yeah exactly why he's a fading star. He he was he came out hot. It was great. He had a run. He may he may do it again. I would like to see it, but I don't I don't. I, he's a fading star, bro. Next Me- topic, B. Next yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah, he's a what the baby got to look forward to. And, and that's the thing too. Like no, I don't baby, know. I don't know. Little, little, oh, the baby. Nice. Yeah, the baby, not little baby. Little baby. Yeah, little, little baby is solidified. Yeah, 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 little baby is solidified. Little baby is that nigga. Yeah, I feel like y'all get that nigga a lot too, bro. No, nah, you tripping? Yeah, you tripping. He he. I'm not <laughs> even the biggest. I'm not even the biggest personal fan of his music, but bro, I can't even go outside without hearing the car listening to this nigga. This nigga's on fire. Any 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 story I hear, I hear this nigga. Like even if I don't want to hear him, I gotta hear him. Like it's is you can't avoid little baby, bro. Like you mm-hmm. really can't avoid him, bro. Uh, you talking about you? You talking about popularity? Well, I mean, I, I think I think he can actually rap too. Like, yeah. he, 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 did you hear what he did on that song with Drake? Not many people doing that to Drake. Nobody doing it. Not many rap. people doing that to Drake. <laughs> he can rap, bro, but he's not. He's not. He's not better than JID. What? But JID? Uh, I think you kind of ill ill informed. I think JID gives a more, inch, I guess, an introspective flow, or whatever. Yeah. I guess he's more on, lyrical man. if you want to hear that. But Lil Baby is a far more dynamic and charismatic rapper than that dude, bro. Come on, it's not even bro. close, actually. You tripping? Yeah, Come on, bro. Him, I think you get into the weeds of like who you. I, I can see you. You prefer more of a like, I guess, m- a more much more East Coast sounding rapper who's like metaphorical doing whatever. But if they did a song together, that nigga is getting bodied by Lil Baby easily. I've <laughs> don't like Southern hip hop. Forty two Doug. Yeah, I can see that. I became a forty two Doug fan because of Lil Baby album, bro. I walked yeah. away from that album like, damn, this this is a pretty good album. But that 42 Thug nigga floated. 
That's my yeah, honest. I haven't really bro. spent no time into his into his stuff for real. He nice. Bro. 42 Doug nice, but Gunner nice too. But I mean yeah, I, like, I like Gunner a lot though. I yeah, like but, but yeah, yeah. little baby that wave though, bro. I fuck yeah, with I, baby, fuck, I fuck with little baby. I just feel like they, they give him a lot too. But I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I feel like they, they, they give him and Kendrick a lot. I think they know that he's next up, so they decided to just go ahead and push him forward because mm-hmm. it's there. You, if you look at it, why wouldn't you back it? Like mm-hmm. you'd be a fool not to back it. Niggas, niggas I think give Kendrick, Cole a lot too, though. I think now that's who I think they give a lot. I think niggas give Cole a whole lot. That's who I would say they give. I think Kendrick, I think Kendrick don't get enough actually because when they did that little poll when they was actually NBA NFL players who they listened to, they was all saying they listen to Cole more, and I couldn't understand it like. J. Cole fans get so excited about like the most simplest of bars. And I'm like, bro, yeah, that's what? Like, this is... and I'd be like, bro, how are y'all? Is this like yo, Jesus died at 33? So did Nipsey. Yo, Cole's. I'm like, bro, bro, what? Nah, I said Jesus died at age 33. That's 16 shots at twin blocks at 16 apiece. That's 32. That means one of my guns was holding 17, 27 hit your crew, six went into you. Now that's a Jesus bar. If we want to talk about some Jesus bars, but that's who I think gets a lot. But I can see people listening to him more because Cole. Uh, palatable. He's not, like you said, he's not in your face. He don't make white people feel bad. He's comfortable. He's uplifting. He's spiritual. Whatever. whatever. Kendrick is straight up. I'm a black Israelite. Fuck would you give him? You know, he's just telling you exactly how you feel. Um, but yeah, I don't see I think they give Cole a lot. I think Kendrick, to me, is still kind of slept on in certain spaces, which I don't, I can't understand it. But I can see, you know, people want metaphors and bars. They don't want to hear, like, stories and long, drawn-out, you know, shit. And I, I get it. Yeah, I just feel like Oh, well, here's a question for y'all. So y'all heard that interlude shit, right? It was yeah. mid. That shit was mid. Nah, I, 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 I thought it was fire. And I'm not, I never listened to a cold album. I never once listened to a cold album, but. And See, he's garnered my respect. Fire. And I'm going to always give him a listen. But I thought that, he, he dropped a song last year called The Climb Back, mm-hmm. which was fucking fire. That was a really good record. The that interlude probably is going to. Yeah, and that was. And I think that the interlude probably is going to sound good within the context of the album. But I wasn't ex- as excited about that single by itself. That's what I was saying. And I'm a Cole stan. I didn't seen Cole in concert mad times. I went to, like, I remember when Four Till Drive came out, I think I went to three fucking concerts just to listen to that album every single time. And he performed it the same exact way all three times, which is cool. But mm-hmm. that shit was, I'm a Cole stan. I look forward to his music. I listen mm-hmm. to that interlude shit, and I'm just not excited about this album if that's what it sounds like. J.K. So, rap like he's the greatest nigga from North Carolina. Like, Who else is from North Carolina? Oh no, he's not because uh, uh, big what's his name? Uh, big Pooh and uh, little brother is from North Carolina, so he's gonna have to get in, get in, get in line behind Fonte. We we'll talking North Carolina. I never even heard the niggas you just said. Yeah, they nice. Yeah, they not they not very popular though. They not very popular though. Cole is the, the biggest artist in North Carolina easily. Yeah, he's big. Well, is he? Because the baby is North Carolina too. He's way big. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't like the I don't like the baby at all, but. I'm just I, saying they both from North Carolina. I like some of the baby, not all of the baby. Yeah, I don't like none of his. That's stuff. how I feel about little baby. Oh. Yeah, yeah, little baby's nice though. Little baby's just like I, you can you can feel Wayne vibe to little baby sometimes. That's see, what, that, see now y'all disrespectful. I'm not. Now, I said now feel niggas getting disrespectful. Wayne vibe. <laughs> I said I feel Wayne vibe. Yo, you know, since we get disrespectful, I'm gonna say this: the the baby is who Big Sean want to be. Make sure I want to be on all the big singles and just be the the gimmicky rapper, the pop nigga. Wow, yeah, the pop rapper. Yeah, that's what he is as a pop rapper. But <sighs> I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not I never listened to a Big Sean album either. But nah, the the Paradise joint did. Is it Fantasy Paradise? Yeah, Paradise. That shit. That was was I mean, 
I like Big Sean. I, I don't dislike none of these niggas y'all we talking about. I actually like a lot of them, but the realist, I mean, but there's levels to all of this shit. At the same Bro, time, I listen, I have to listen to all of them to even critique them. And mm-hmm. it's just very forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so give me your your top five favorite rappers right now, not best. Favorite in the game right now that's active? Yeah. And and not like would not include so like Hove and Ozzy. Well, I about to say Hove. Um, okay. So right now, actively, my favorite rappers is probably I'm a big uh, I'm a big Isaiah Rashad fan, but I can't say he's active because he's been gone for like five years. He's just coming back. So I'm gonna say Kendrick. I'm gonna say probably Isaiah Rashad. I'm a huge Young Thug fan. Y'all know that. I love Future. Mm-hmm. And uh, who oh else my is goodness. Who else is active right now? Uh, trying to think. Of my fifth one probably either I, I'm gonna say Griselda as a whole. Or and probably Freddie Gibbs. Those are probably my favorite active artists right now. Bruh, future. Right, right, right. I haven't heard good, a good future song since. Hendrix. You ain't listening there. Yeah, you ain't listening. I, th- but I think this is the this That's is the fact. this is the like mainstream thing with future because people came in on that like uh, DS two uh, joint and they loved it, but they wasn't really like fans and they were expecting it again. But future gives like he he makes like better R and B albums than the R and B dudes do for real. Like he <laughs> made a he made a new one. Uh, we got a, he got a good mix of both on his last album. Um, to me, Wizard was a great album, and, he, and people largely slept on that album. But I thought, the yeah, Wizard, it has some hits on it. I can't get into it's some rappers because I'm such of a, a whole fan. I can't get into a lot of the rappers that just be lying in they shit all the time. But who was lying? But who be lying? We all, but, I mean, all embellish. I mean. What what do Hove lie about though? Hove, you think Hove lost ninety two bricks or whatever, bro? You yeah, think he, he really did that, that bro? Bro, I get I, the fuck out of here, bro. Come on, damn, Barry, <laughs> bro, I'm a Hove fan. I'm a Hove bro. But I know they all embellish. Hove said he he turned around and saw his mom crack on you. Must love me. Come on, bro. Hove no damn I mean, well. That's what I'm saying, bro. He wasn't he wasn't like on song cry. It's about three different women. It's not like he was no, talking about himself. But who you think? We we mean people be lying about stuff. What is future lying about? Like he still be talking about like he in the trap and he doing this with with coke and like I, I mean, but, get into but that all shit. they but but, but you, I, you, I, you, I, you, I I fuck with it with Griselda though. But that's but they saying. do but but none of these dudes are doing it no more. Like they not that's leaving the booth saying, and going bro, to sell. But they all, but whole still talk about his time in Southern Coke. And but we don't chastise saying, him. Bro, for I it. can't do it all the time. Like because uh, give you a whole album like that. Oh, because you so you don't like trap album, bro. Griselda is only drugs. That's all they talk about. That's <laughs> it's, it's called Griselda. Bro, no, <laughs> that's all they no, talk no, about, no, bro. Sir. Benny the Benny last joint, not not the plugs, the um the plugs the I met too was his burden of proof. That joint yeah, that was, was his first crazy. album. Yeah, that it was a good was album. Crazy, and he and still talked about a lot of it was it was eighty percent it was eighty percent drugs and a, a one song for some girls and then it was a little personal, but it was mostly drugs. And even still, bro, I just can't get into that shit, bro. I, can't I think get I think what you're saying is you can't get into like you can't get into like a uh, party rap or like trap where it's only about the turn up, the whatever. I understand. I think we need more parody. There needs to be more balance in rap. But if I'm going for the trap, I'm going to the Young Thugs, the Gunna, the Future, uh, ESTG is fucking fire. I'm going uh, to 42 a, I'm coming to coming to a couple of them kind of dudes. I'm going uh, to 42 Thug, bro. He might be dope. I, I've never listened to him, so I can't really speak on him. I, I got it like I listen to sophisticated rap, something about straight like bars, niggas that be rapping their ass off, and then I like wittiness, and then I like flow next. So, so you should love Future then. <laughs> like, so I don't know why you don't like Future because he don't got he does bars. all that. 
He don't got. Uh, he not Demar. He not. That's he. Don't, he's not. He's not a Bari rapper. But exactly. he do got some one liners though. From that shit. Off he do top. got some one liners though. But I mean, I don't think Westside Gun has bars, and I love Westside Gun. He's like West my favorite out of Griselda. Westside Gun wraps circles around that nigga Future though. I mean, I don't know if we can say that because I think on the song Future's gonna kill you with his flow, not so much his bars. Because Future has a whole mixtape, Wash and Drake, a whole album it's not actually. Cool right now, like cool. Come on, and that man. shit, and that shit was the 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 fucking climax of that song, actually. That was ass though. I mean, like, I think you just going. Been, I think you don't like trap, bro, and that's your that's your preference. But no, you no, no, go no, no. listen you, to you what a time to be like. alive. How hard did Drake struggle on them beats? And Future was floating on that shit every song. You know, that what was I basically like, a, a Future album featuring Drake. You know what I don't like, bro? It's the redundant metaphors. That's what pissed me off the most as a writer. That the redundant shit pissed me off, like. Bro, I agree, bro. You talking to like a rap, bro. I rap, bro. But real. sad news is, bro, nobody cares about lyrical miracle rap anymore. Like, it's a very niche, small crowd of people who care about that, bro. Like, most people don't like. I can start freestyling right now and bar niggas the fuck up, but that's like not impressive to the crowd of people who are actually purchasing music today. So I think that's why artists don't do it because most people are only here to be entertained. They're not here to be lectured. Most people don't want to do a lot of thinking about shit. They just want to hear some music and get it over with. And Maybe trap. Want to bring a dictionary. Yeah, and, and, and no, I'm not saying I'm just saying, but trap is an easy just turn it on and let it play. Like women don't want to hear that lyrical miracle shit. Most of them Fuck women. So I'm just I'm get, just I'm just saying, bro. Shit, man. I can't give this. I, I feel you, bro. It's, it's your personal preference, but I'm just saying today the attention spans are much shorter. If you go do the, the rapidy rap shit, it's got to be like a like push a do seven tracks, eight tracks on an album, and that's that. Nobody really is trying to hit 15 songs of you barring niggas the fuck up. That's just not yeah, I don't, I don't the like thing too, today, bro. Bro, bro hi, you just you just basically you pointed top, out who Pusha is. Give me a <laughs> top five. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Pusha, bro. Bro, how, bro? This nigga say, yo, I, I like wittiness. I like bars. I like niggas who can rap, but then he don't like Pusha. Are you serious, nah, I, I bro? Don't like make Pusha no sense. I, don't, I don't like that shit. But like you like Meek. Hey, Meek is the biggest hater. Who Meek be hating on? Bro, Meek, Meek this What Drake, do you mean? What's that whole Drake shit with snitching shit? Because he didn't repost his album. Yeah. Are you serious? That's come hater on, shit, bro. Yeah, big to big. Come on, bro. Bro, come on, man. I'm not even. I, listen, I'm not even. If that's your, I'm saying if that's come the, on, the hill bro. you want to die on, it's a yeah, lot more bro. hills you need to be dying. If, if you're talking about niggas telling the truth in their songs, Push is the one who really telling the truth because we know I know some niggas personally from people. He's not still who, selling coke, man. Done, I, I, I'm not saying still, but I know some niggas personally. He was personally, the man. He never went live, man. Like that's, that's not Drake said. That's not true, though. Like I know <laughs> if you if you know some niggas. Matter of fact, you know somebody who you work with closely now who can tell you a little bit about Pusher and that tenure that he had running with niggas in the bird. I'm telling you, he he wasn't lying though. There's, there's a reason why he was down at Petersburg at the at the Thanksgiving giving food away with Trey and all that. Niggas yeah. niggas know it ain't yeah. no game, bro. Them niggas was bringing in more cocaine in the Port of Virginia in seven five seven than they've ever seen. Yeah, Tony nigga. still Tony still doing time for what he did to Nostra, nigga. He still that doing nigga, time for what he did. <laughs> that nigga was a middleman. He never went live, man. Bro, you know now you can make you know how much money middlemans make for the rest of his life, man. You know how much money middlemen make though? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's what you want to call him? He was a middleman, I understand. Yeah, them cool. niggas still can go to jail. Yeah, he was like gold selling. Niggas still I'll take, take a L. I'll take that middleman pay. But go ahead, yeah, Sean, with yeah. your with your top. Honestly, I don't even like hip hop, bro. I, I'm I'm not rapping. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. I'm an R&B nigga, man. So I be listening to the shit. But it's just like it's not it's not inspiring to me. I, I of course I like Drake, uh, Kendrick, Cole, 
Yeah, the usuals. The, yeah, the usuals. But other than that, I mean, you know, I fuck with little baby. You know, I like. Well, who you like R and B though? Because R and B is like it's kind of it's some new people that's out there, but it's not as uh as like, saturated. I would say. Dog, I've yeah, been right? like I've been. I mean, I've been playing that Blast album for a long ass time since that shit first came out. Blast is my shit. Uh, that who, nigga. Who was that by? Uh, no, that's his name. The nigga oh, is BLXT. He got he got some shit with Don Kennedy. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. Okay, yeah, that West Coast dude. Okay, okay. Yeah, I had what shit. What else? Who I listen to, man? But Sir dropped a fire ass album, bro. I love that. You said who? Sir. Yes, for sure. Sir, that yeah, Sir's fire, bro. Sir's fire. Somebody told me to listen to Sir. Sir's sir like that. Her man, I'm gonna be honest, dog. Her her is out of this world, dog. I'm in love with her. Yeah, I'm in love with her, bro. She had dance moves. She'd be threatening Beyonce. I don't know if she's threatening Beyonce. I don't know about all that. Yeah, I'm, not, she, I'm talking about as star power. Like she, she's crazy talented. Oh, like, yeah, she she plays everything. That's she's she's definitely great. Not I Beyonce. Have, I said uh, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys ain't nobody to be threatened no more, is she? Is she like no, still? She's not I don't think about her as a career as a career on the whole. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's she's very like talented. I can see that's a great example. Actually, I can see her being. In that light of just like how good of an artist she is, because she does do a lot of shit. Um, yeah, she's super talented, bro. Yeah, she's definitely. She can really yeah. sing too. It's yeah, a, it's and her a music, gay. her music sounds like luxurious. Mm-hmm. You know who I, I just don't like that she signed to that big ass label. I just I don't like major labels, bro. I hate that shit. You but if you're an artist like her, you can make money with them, bro. For real. Yeah. Eric Bellinger. That's another I'm, nigga. Uh, EB, yeah, EB is is always a go to. He always get set the mood right. My nigga, uh, he he been he been he been falling off since um, comp nah. season three. Shit, that what the, that what the comp shit is hard. That one eight hundred hit easy with him and a hitmaker. You tripping? That shit is. Oh, I ain't hear that joint yet. Fire. Oh yeah, you, you you sleeping? You need to go. I ain't hear that joint yet. But mm. comp season three was nuts. Yeah, comp shit. All both of the, all three of the comp seasons were fire. Like, yeah, uh, it's stuff. Yeah, who else? Um, damn, man. That, yeah, I might. I think he gave like fifteen. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> hey, man. I, especially with the R and B shit, bro. I, like, dog, it's always good R and B music. Gibeon, Gibeon is fire. Oh my god, mm-hmm. Gibeon is fire, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, that's it's a shorty from one of them bass niggas. If you into like a, uh, if you like into like a indie neo soul kind of vibe, it's this girl named Cleo Soul from like England. Her shit is fire, bro. Matter of fact, Joe played one of her tracks as a sleeper on the pod, and I actually went on her project. Uh, yeah, and that's yeah, and the, both of them shits was hard, bro. Yeah, it was both of them shits was hard. Ombre is nasty, and uh, Cash Page. Yeah, yeah, I heard some of her music. Cash Page got two. I ain't gonna say class. I was about to say classic, but. She got two. Yo, even be calling everything classics quick too. <laughs> yeah, I almost said it, but she got two. <laughs> tink, Tink too. Tink is nasty. Yeah, Tink's Just her Timberland shit. Um, yeah, my my five favorite rappers right now probably um Forty Two Doug, uh Drake, Scorpion was incredible to me. I don't give a fuck what nobody said, bro. Mm. Um, that was your first album you heard of Drake? Drake. That was Scorpion was your first Drake album you heard? No, no, hell no. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, asking because like, you said <laughs> niggas slept on that joint because it's a double disc, but that joint was there's no misses on that joint for real, for real. It's quite a few, um, actually. I mean, I, I I don't skip when I when I listen to that joint, I play the joint all the way through. Eight right. out of ten, that joint is crazy. Like, <laughs> come on, mob ties, my shit. Eight out of ten, mob ties is great, though. Mob you know, ties. Um, 
Mob ties, he was that's is you there know more, that was that's young thug flow. Is there more blue tents? Like, come on, Bree. Come blue on. Tent was blue tent had who was on that song that you don't like? It just he had like two lines on that shit. I'm just I'm just asking, bro. I'm just asking. He, yeah, like he said that shit off though. Yeah, he did. Um Jaded, <laughs> Jaded Finesse, like that joint got nah, it, Scorpion is slept a, on though. no, I mean most of Drake's albums as after views were slept on because at people are looking for you to fail. I think people want to push play. For me personally, I think the last great Drake album, and I hate that it has so much contention around it, was if you read this, because that shit was incredible to me. I thought that yeah. shit was like perfect, Hell, but yeah. with that all that shit. shit was going on. It was just crazy. That shit dropped out of nowhere. And that shit was that bro. The first like 10 tracks are perfect. Like there's not a skip for the first 10. That's kind of right. what I want to see when I listen to a Drake album. Um, for me, Scorpion has some mistakes. Like even the joint with like uh well, Hove, I wasn't so crazy about that record. Um yeah, that's actually happy crazy. birthday. It was some well, couple songs up. on there I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't really so I, I didn't like the production talk on Talk Up. To me, Talk Up is probably their worst, their worst collaboration. Easily. I like Pound Cake. And light up um, much more than I like that joint. Like, I mean, look, look what you're holding it to. Of course. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just holding it to there. I mean, I mean what maybe. would you expect though? <laughs> what would you it's expect with the Drake, from, um, the two, views. arguably the two greatest artists of our generation? Arguably, I'm not saying no, that. No, they, no, uh, no, no, about Kanye, two you, can't, you can't say okay, okay. Say, hold on, because Kanye is uh, in that conversation. We talking about. I mean, yeah, it's arguable. Yeah, it's arguable. I'm just saying, if you want to put Kanye there, cool. But but I feel you're expecting greatness at the end of the day. So how you know, feel about that sorry not sorry joint? I like it. I mean, I like it for what I it think, is. Yeah, I won't revisit it much. I think they both gave really good verses. I'm not a fan of like the dramatic hook two verse a whole verse from Hov and verse from Nas. Uh, I'd rather hear more success. That's the kind of shit I want to hear from Hov and Nas. I ain't really a sorry not sorry person. Like success was Nas and Hov talking that shit. Well, I, feel I, mean, like I they, guess we, when they get on a, a track, they hold themselves. To the content they talk about, like when Hov and Jeezy on this track together, Hov getting his bag. You feel me? Like, but when he on the song with Nas, it's like on some empowerment shit all the time. And I fuck with those bars too because I think this verse, this verse is hard. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear that gritty shit when when he on the song with Nas. Yeah, like, I mean, but how can you really have a gritty song with Nas though? Like if. Like, Nas got gritty songs though. Nas I got mean, gritty songs. Since when? Yeah. I mean, with the last gritty Jesus, song Nas had. Was crazy. Since his whole career. Gritty songs. I'm not saying that it wasn't great. I'm talking about that wasn't a gritty album though. It's not. Which one? Was... Which song? Which song y'all talking about? Which one? Which what? What wasn't a gritty album? Um, I mean, grit. Okay, so what, let me ask this: What's your definition of gritty? Like, I should, what, maybe I shouldn't have said gritty. I'm just talking about like more street. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I'm a whole fan, so I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a, I'm a take what he give. The verse, the verse was hard. The verse was mm-hmm. better than what niggas put. I think, out I think what Ibn is trying to say, he want to hear more of like Nas's like street dreams and shit yeah. like that when they together. Not so much of like, come on, my people, let's pull ourselves up. Like he, he, yeah. he want to like hear more of like you heard Blue Benz or Ultra Black on this or Twenty Seven Summers, like. I want to hear. I, how, I, I personally don't like that. Like that. Yeah, I can see you on the production side. I didn't I like that know. King's Disease album though. That was like I didn't. I, I was. I was kind of upset was, that that was the album that, that he got the Grammy for. I was like, Are you serious? Nas has so many albums better than that. Yeah, I, I mean, think. It yeah, was, but that joint was fire to me. I, I think like, it was I'm, solid. I'm to it tomorrow. I think it's solid, but it's not an album that I'm re like. I want to go back to. It was nowhere near a classic to me. But yeah, it's yeah, solid, you know. I, I just don't want to hear that Ultra Black shit uh, at all. So I mean, Ultra Black was cool, actually the only single the I really. That, that was a song I actually liked on there because I mean, I, I, I like I'm, Spicy too. 
I like that. Yeah, that shit was hard. Spicy was hard. I like the the Unto the Nigga album was great. Like he was talking like everything that niggas gave hope, and I'm a host and everything that niggas gave hope credit for on 444. Nas had talked about that in the nigga album and plenty albums before. You know what I'm saying? And Nas always talked about Fox News and how they really want for the people. He talked about he had a song called Fried Chicken, like why are we eating this shit? This killer. Like Nas always been 10 steps ahead. And I think whole raps like that. He's he don't make that shit sound cool though. I mean, he do though. Freedom of jail. Clips inserted. The baby's being born. Same time a man is killed. The beginning and end. That's, but that's bro, who the fuck starts a song cool off like though. that, bro? That's crazy, bro. It don't bro, sound cool, it bro. Don't that sound sounds like amazing, bro. Are you here, bro? Did you hear what he said, bro? That nigga I'm talking is... about cool though. Like it don't sound like like somebody is telling you like I did this shit and I'm showing you how to do it. Nas is just like on some. I'm giving you the information. You feel what I'm saying? Hove is giving mm-hmm. you the sugar with the medicine. Nas is just giving you the no fucking needle. You feel me? I mean, I That's think Nas, I think Hove is a more uh Hove captures more people because he's more accessible and Hove knows how to I dumb down for my audience to double my dollars. Yeah, because Hove said truthfully, I want to rhyme like true, and that's why that's what it is. My point was Hove wants to be more on the common Nas introspective tip. That's what he really prefers to do. That's why and he knows why, that, that that's, doesn't that's why sell. I think he did the written testimony shit. But that's why he's yeah, that's his but that's that's one of my favorite, bro. Hove body that every song on that shit he that shit was, crazy, was on bro. that shit. I don't really care for the. I mean, you can give me a little bit of the swag shit, but like Magna Carta, Holy Grail fell short to me because it was too much rich and rich nigga talk and not enough yeah. like I'm talking to you talk from Hope. But I think Hope yeah. does that on those songs because he Nas. I mean, Hope really admires Nas. Like that's probably one of his probably his favorite rapper, bro. Like that nigga loves Nas. So I think yeah. when he gets on the songs with him, that's his opportunity to like prove to Nas that look, look, I nigga, I can do this shit to y'all too. Like think about Meet the Parents, like Blueprint Two. Hove was trying to have a good time and do shit because of that beef with Nas. He'd make him meet the parents and all these other storytelling songs because niggas was trying to get at Hove like he couldn't storytell. Hove was like, hold on, bro. I can do all this shit. <laughs> what y'all talking about? Yeah, word. Um, <clears throat> y'all bumping any new music right now? I think I think that's the last topic before we get to the playoffs. Um, Khaled. I mean, I listened to it. Yeah, I wasn't Jason, a fan of it too much. Not yeah, it ain't too crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean that oh no, that drama album is crazy though. The yeah, Shelly, I like yeah. yeah, bro. Cooking with Grease is my shit, bro. I love yeah, that song, bro. Yeah, that's like yeah. it's a the album is solid, but that, that song is is my joint. I'm listening to um I listen to a the Alchemist joint has some good joints on there. Uh Don Tolliver got a single that's pretty cool. It's called What You Need. I like that joint. Um Money Bag, uh, what else? Uh yeah, Moneybag got some joint. That joint was Pharrell was fire, bro. Fire. I never would have thought I would have liked a money bag yo song. That was like the first time I actually heard from like the, the whole project. That time mm-hmm. the shit get just oh like all right, let me get this shit a look. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. So uh money bag yo shit. Uh I listened to some those of those drip uh, tracks were hard though. That was that three pack he gave us. That yeah, was oh for sure. Scary hours too. That was tough. Um, that was tough. The thug shit. The slime language yeah, too. Slime I, I language like some of the though. shit. I didn't like all yeah. of them. I like some of it. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm more of a thug fan. I'm a thug and a gunner fan. I like some of Keed stuff, uh, but I don't really. We really want to hear like some of the other artists for real. That sh- mm-hmm. that uh Rowdy Rebel joint on Thug album is crazy. Yeah, the Drake joint too. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with Corday shit too. That Corday four pack that came oh, out. Oh yeah. Corday. I never really listened to Corday. When I tried to hear his first album, he sounded a lot like Cole to me. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That he sounds just like Cole. Yeah, and I'm not the biggest. Like I said, I never listened to. Him yeah, before. I'm not a big Cole fan. So I, once I heard he sound like Cole, I was like, oh, I'm cool. I feel like because I'm a whole. Listen to Cole, bro. It's like you nothing like Cole. 
<laughs> ain't nothing like hove, bro. So it's just like it's, I think it's just death by proxy. Bro, that's why I'm so shocked when you say this because like if you like Hove and what he do and you like Griselda and what they do, you would love Pusher because he's like the perfect bridge of like a street nigga turned businessman. And he, bro, have you heard Drug Dealers Anonymous? That's probably one of the only times where I feel like all right. Hove might might have got got on that one. Like no, <laughs> Pusha no, went Pusha no, went crazy on that joint. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. But the double charges the theory, that Hove did on that joint. Yeah, I mean, I think Pusha's flow was more solid for me. When Hove do the like choppy flow, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, especially with the beat. If like he's like you know dancing all over the beat, but like the way Pusha just glides on the beat and just his his voice control and how he just captures you on the song is like, damn, like. It's tough. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Valentino Summers and Wave Runners, Wave Chains and yeah. like Slave okay. Runners, bro. That shit is, bro. That's it's how many Madonnas can, can that yeah. Mazda fit? <laughs> My brick talk like a Catholic, obvious, it's it's ominous, bro. <laughs> bro, I can baptize a brick like a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me who can master this, bro? Push it by, bro. Push it a rapping motherfucker, bro. To me. Well, I ain't gonna say that, but he's probably yeah, he's one of the best rappers that we've seen from from BA. That that's a oh, rapping, yeah. bruh. I have it's, the shit he does is crazy. To talk about only drugs for so long and still have so much content, it's yeah. just. And that, but that that reasonable before reasonable doubt dropped the jury home, home. Like, bling, bling. Home, bro. Yeah, I mean, Hove is hard to bro. You know, I, you know how I feel about Hove, bro. It ain't even. It's hard Every to be like, red. Yeah, though. it's hard to. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody, even in a versus battle, that nigga said, You think Uber's the future? Our cars been on autonomous. Come on. <laughs> like, nigga, nigga slept on the sorry, not sorry, John, but I'm like, Yo, hope is for that nigga said intermittent, intermittent fasting, but these oh, yeah. meals. Are- yeah. Like, you yeah. know, bro, bro, again, people don't, this is what I'm saying, or people don't listen, though. Like if it don't jump out at you, they don't really understand. But that's not even that's not even the hardest bar that verse. That joint when he said, "Um, the look overlooking." We all the, getting bands? Nah, nah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come the on, the angel investor, the angel investor of things. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he yeah. Said, the city circle of cubes sipping what Japanese jack mezzanine. I had to look yeah. mezzanine is like a sky mezzanine, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like when you overlook it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's looking at the city of angels, city of angels, Los Angeles. the angel investor of things, angel investor. Like, I like, come mm-hmm. on, bro. Yeah, bro. yeah. And, he, and he got probably that verse of the year with what it feels like for real. I ain't gonna hold you. That was a great verse. That was that was that was that's the definitely and the nigga 52, 51, but to be yeah. 52. Yeah, that shit crazy. Yeah, bro. we don't even need to do a whole. You know, if it's a whole of a Kanye appreciation hour, we can do that. But I yeah, think we definitely yeah, gotta yeah. get. We, we gotta ain't finish got up, So let's go. Yeah, we gotta finish up. <laughs> we ain't got time. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, let's just get this last last topic out the way. This, what do you place your value in friendships? Like, I had a friend text me. She felt some type of way because her friends didn't. They came to Atlanta without speaking to her. Like they they mm-hmm. hit her up or nothing. And mm-hmm. she was like, should I feel some type of way about it? And me, like, I don't, I wouldn't care. Because mm-hmm. I know people don't, they don't, they come out of town not to see me or they come out of town and have fun type shit. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. But do y'all place value in things like that? Like, like what, what type of, you, do you place value in loyalty or do you, like, like, what do you put um, value in? I kind of understand people, dog. So mm-hmm. for me, like, everybody's personality is different. So mm-hmm. I can't treat 
you the same way I would treat Vario or mm-hmm. I would treat someone else. I kind of got to go off of the relationship that I have with you. Yeah. Day. So mm-hmm. I, I'm an understanding person. So, yeah. Uh, and I, and me personally, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. So me personally, I don't need people to talk to me all the time. I don't need you to come check mm-hmm. up on me. I don't yeah. need like it's not something I just absolutely need. So I kind of feel like it all depends on the person per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I just respect people's boundaries. For me, I feel like if, you know, if you All right, so let, let's say y'all, was, you and your friend got into a fight and mm-hmm. you, got, but they not a fighter. So they ran. Mm-hmm. Would you hold that against them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I could be hurt. I mean, even if you're not a fighter, the fact that you left me there, they potentially die mm-hmm. and not even try to help me. That's that's going to be a, that's going to be hard for me to. Um, I mean, I've been in that from. situation before. It kind of depends on the situation also. So I've been like, it's funny because we <laughs> like, yeah, I, I we've been friends forever, dog. So we, we all mm-hmm. been in that situation. I've been in Richmond deep and got jumped. And I had, you know. <laughs> I had some friends that ran. I had one that stuck with me. And, and, you know, one that, you know, one of the ones that ran still one of my right-hand mans from the day, and I kind of understood his point of view. Shit, get the fuck out of there, nigga. Like, why are you still there? <laughs> so, like, yeah. it's one of those things. It's kind of, like, all also depends on the circumstances and who you're dealing with. Like, me personally. I think, yeah, I think Sean is, Sean is right. You you have different friends for different things. But go ahead, Sean. You say you personally. Yeah, like, personally, like, I'm never running from my friends. I don't give a fuck if I got hands or not. I'm not, I'll fight anybody just because I'm not scared to, to back down for what I truly believe in at the end of the day. Like for me, like, you know, God rest his soul, my nigga Pulley. We were talking about it in our group chat the other day where, you know, I ended up, we went to the club together. Like for me, rule is whoever you roll out with, that's who you roll out with at the end of the day, right? So we, me, Pulley, a whole bunch of our other friends, we go to the club, Pulley ready to get banked. Like by fucking giants. Me, I'm drunk as fuck. Nigga, I just fucking swung and hit one of these big ass niggas in their face. We get it to shit in our role. So it's me and Pulley back to back. Next thing you know, nigga, I got washed. Like what? I first of all, you know how it was in the cotton club and shit, like in Richmond and shit. Like dog, it's much in these fucking clubs. There's nothing you can fucking do. <laughs> So nigga, <laughs> I hit the nigga. He ate the joint. Mind you, nigga about six four, about two seventy. But he kind of ate that joint. So I'm still in my role, but I slipped. I, I slipped. That nigga put me in a headlock, gave me three blows, <laughs> and it was it was night night, nigga. Like thank God for Troy. I swear to God, my nigga Troy, man. I love that nigga to death. That nigga's like my guardian angel, bro. I don't know what the, I was watching. That goddamn uh, what's the nigga that got his ass whooped this weekend? He got his uh, uh Canelo. Canelo beat mm-hmm. the shit out of Billy Joe. What the fuck? Port, was Billy Joe something. Yeah, one of them niggas beat the fuck out that nigga. And I was just, I was watching that fight, thinking this nigga got knocked the fuck out, and thinking that could have been me. So child, <laughs> sure, man, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah it's all, yeah. It's all, it all depends. Yeah. On I think you got. I think for me, I got, I got different friends for different things. I don't, I don't expect my friends to be out of character. I don't expect my friends who. Uh, who, like I said, I, I don't expect my friends who not a certain way to be a certain way. So I do base it off uh, how how that person is. But I do there. There are some rules that just can't be broken, regardless of what kind of friend you are. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you know, certain lines just can't be crossed. Um, but I think that for me, I place a lot of value in just like how a person treats me, and then also how they are around others towards their other friends. Like you know, if I got a friend of mine 
and all they doing is talking shit about their other friend to me, I'm yeah. off, like, bro, what's the, what's up with you? Like, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I'm also not big on like, uh, like, like I feel like with Joe, we was talking about Joe, and we agree with Joe. I do think Joe is can be looked at as a shitty friend because for me, I do think sometimes I, I have let business go to side to save a friendship. And I think everybody's not like that, but I think some people are like that. So I just try not to expect too much out of nobody. But I do truly value like being real, being honest, um, you know, just being there. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I appreciate a friend who I can have a conversation with. Like we can have this conversation. We can talk about a plethora of things. I, I appreciate my friends who are well-rounded more so than my friends who are kind of just surface level. Like I got some people who we cool, but it's more like just small talk, fashion. Yeah. Shit, you know, we don't really talk about nothing real because they don't really have much depth. So, you know, they're still my friends, but I wouldn't, I don't see them as close friends as my friends who I can talk about life and relationships and just anything, you know, that we talk about as men. So that's how I kind of I base it. Like, you know, I don't expect everything from everybody, but my closer friends are going to be a little more well rounded, I would say. Facts. Mario said that perfectly. I'm not taking, yeah, exactly. It's all dependent on the circle that you're in at that time and what friends you are at the certain, you, you normally don't mix friends. Normally, you can't take everybody to certain places mm-hmm. sometimes. Everybody, but, everybody can't go, bro. Like, that's, yeah. the thing. that's a hard thing to, you get a little bit of survivor's guilt sometimes because you realize that, like, everybody can't go. Like, like I'll be one, like, I'll go to travel somewhere. I'm like, damn, I wish, I wish my niggas could be here with me right now. But everybody just, you know, it's just, it ain't in the car. Everybody did. It's not reality for that, and you know. And it's okay though, and it's yeah. okay. There's a time and place for everything, bro. And that, and I think, and that's why we keep going back to this Joe and, and Rory and Maul situation. I thought that they would understand that at the very least, and they mm-hmm. feel like you know that's where it was a, a lapse of communication or miscalculation of their real true friendship at the end of the mm-hmm. time. These niggas aren't really well. Maybe Maul and Joe might have had you know friends, but they probably were just you know whatever. The way Joe mm-hmm. maybe seemed like them niggas was fake friends, but. Yeah, Roy, Roy and Joe were definitely acquaintances. They weren't. Yeah. Friends. So, and know, I also think with friends, bro, friends. The biggest thing to me, even so, we can close out. Friends have to be able to. If you're my friend, you shouldn't stunt my growth, and I shouldn't mm-hmm. stunt your growth. And if that means that we're not talking as often, or we're not having the same conversations, or whatever. If you're my friend, you will respect the fact that we are kind of outgrowing each other, but we'll still be friends on a level that we're friends on. And mm-hmm. I think that's a hard conversation for some people to have and to deal with because. No one wants to feel like they're being outgrown. You know, you don't want to feel like you're outgrowing your friends. But the fact is, we all live different lives. We have different experiences. And sometimes we're going to outgrow our friends. And I know I had to learn that. I had to realize, like, all right, you know, I can't be upset because somebody doing what they're doing. For, they got to do for their family or their friends. Yes. And I feel like if you're a friend, you got to try to understand what that person's going through regardless and take yourself out of it. And, mm-hmm. if, and if you can't do that, then y'all probably want friends. Facts. If don't somebody was like, me. yeah, for sure. Yeah, you said that perfectly, boy. Yeah, yeah for I had sure. A for words. Sure. I wish I would have had a way with words like you do. <laughs> you know, I'm a rapper, bro. That's what I do, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that shit, bro. Like, some friends is, is just like you said, bro. We got friends for different reasons. So that's how I feel. That's how I feel. So in yeah, that I case, mean. I told her, like, I wouldn't care. But if you felt like you, you're slighted and she said that, they had like conversations about that before and it's still there was no change behavior. So that's why she feels slighted. But I'm like me, like I just wouldn't care, bro. Like I really wouldn't just, I know people got their own shit. I got my own shit. People got their own shit. So I, I try not to internalize a lot of shit. Fact, yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, but we also men, bro, you know, men, we see things differently. We can understand like, 
I have like bro, me and Sean don't talk often at all. But if I yeah. see Sean, we go right back to how we picked up where we left off. It's no bro, damn, damn. I ain't heard from you. It's never uh like uh you know, it's never if I see Coop, it's just mm-hmm. like yesterday, like we would just play Pete. Same with you. Even if I run into y'all, we talking, it's gonna feel like we back at Lee Park, we back hooping yeah. like we did growing up. It's not gonna be no you know, hard feelings. And then you got people who can't handle that. Like, oh, damn, I ain't heard from this nigga in weeks. We must not be boys no more. Or, you know, even with social media, it's like small shit. Like, yeah, man, like my picture. I'm like, bro, get, are you serious? Like, you're a grown, <laughs> you're a grown ass man, bro. Like, who, maybe maybe you want his algorithms, B. Like, what you- <laughs> yeah, but that, I think that's a female thing, though. I definitely think it's a female thing, though. Uh, they way more emotional with shit like that. And, you know, they, they put value into more aesthetic shit like that, man. Niggas, mm-hmm. Look, there's no reason for us to fuck around and, and beef because we understand that time is a valuable commodity. There's just not enough time in this world, especially for energy, right men. Honestly, we're yeah. busy. We all got shit going on, different mm-hmm. shit going on. So we respect each other's time. And that's what in respect is a key thing. You respect yeah. that other person's time. You respect where that person's coming from in that, that person's situation. And it's mm-hmm. easy. It's, it's yeah. really easy. You yeah. mentioned we don't have to talk every single day. Like, mm-hmm. shit, you, already, you always know you can always pick up the phone and whatever you need, I'm here. So... Yeah. It's just the way it is. It, you know, no love lost, no nothing like that. We brothers, mm-hmm. we grew up together. It is what it is. I don't yeah. talk. To, I mean, I have siblings. I don't talk to every single day. Like shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, me too. Yeah. Same same way. Way. And it, it is all love because I know they are cool. If you need something, please feel free to reach out to me. The door is open, and I will hope it. You know, is reciprocated the other way. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. That's facts. Well, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all niggas, bro. You know, I do this shit like once every three months. <laughs> so, hey, listen, yeah, tune in, keep tuning into the Pump Faking podcast, man. They holding it down, showing you you've been wilding ever since, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sean, you really been consistent with it, bro. Keep keep doing it, and uh, I definitely appreciate you having me, Evan. For real, everything you're doing, bro, with the from y'all starting the brand, starting the network, starting the podcast, the AU, uh, you know, writing and everything you're doing, bro. That shit is dope. I know as a creative, bro, sometimes betting on yourself. That shit is expensive and that shit's tough, but bro, don't let it, don't let the support or lack thereof bleed into the work, bro. Cause I'm telling you, that shit is easy to get. Um, I've been there musically as a business owner now. It's tough sometimes, but bro, keep creating because I definitely know what you're doing. I remember a couple years ago, you told me I'm starting this network, I'm doing this, and now look. So just always look at yourself, bro. Don't look over at nobody. Um, But yeah, bro, I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of both of y'all, bro. Like, it could have been the other way, bro. Like, it could have been the other way. Hey, yeah, we, for sure. we can't go. We can't end this podcast. We talk about what we know, folks. Shit, we need to get into that. And, Word, and, bro. and we are sponsored by we know, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it's it's blessed so far, bro. We know, folks is doing really good, bro. Clothing line company, check us out on Instagram. We know, folks. Um, we we actually gonna do our year anniversary in the bird, Sean. So I'm gonna definitely tap y'all in with that. We will probably do that. Um, pop up shop and do like a little uh, food giveaways around Thanksgiving time for the for the community. I've been tapping in with. Some people from the bird and shit like that. So we're trying to, I'm definitely trying to get more kids. My boy actually bought a creative space down there. Um, it's called House on Market. And he's really trying to get kids and others to come and like, you know, if you want to take photos, do your photos. You want to come record your music, come do that. It's just like a creative lab. And we're trying to, he's trying to focus on smaller cities like that, like Petersburg and the Hopewells who are forgotten where you got a lot of stuff in Richmond, but Petersburg don't have that kind of stuff. So yeah. partnering with them and, and shit like that, bro. Just trying to bring a little bit of that back to the city because, you know, they keep embezzling the money and taking shit away, and then they wondering why we have such a high crime rate. But if you don't mm-hmm. have nothing for the kids to do, what the fuck do you expect they're going to do? Um, right. So, 
Yeah, but yeah, definitely, bro. Thank y'all for having me. Check us out. We know folk. I gotta send y'all some shit. I'm gonna send y'all some socks and some shit for this next drop, bro. I gotta get y'all address and shit. Send out some shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, just let yeah. me know, bro. For sure. Man, definitely send it to me, man, because we about to go live soon. I'm trying to do the Instagram live thing, but Juni is not cooperating. But we we getting that shit together. <laughs> yeah, once you get this shit together, man. I mean, I'm hey, we already know. First episode, we out here, so. Uh, I got to cop some sweats too. I've been trying to cop some sweats, but every time I look for the ones that uh, they've been sold out, so I got definitely got a uh, link. Just let me know what size, bro. I'll pull them before before we drop. Uh, we got some shit dropping pretty soon basketball shorts, tees, socks, hats. So it's about to be. Oh, yeah. I need some shorts, big. I need some shorts. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Once uh, once we get the pack in, y'all just tell me what size it is. I'll pull them so y'all can make sure y'all can, uh, y'all shit's don't sell out. Back. Back. Man. Y'all niggas, thanks for tuning in, bro. Truly Yours Podcast. Truly Us Media. My nigga Vario, how do you find you on social media, bro? Uh, find me at, at Vario Picasso on Instagram, Twitter, um, and then at We Know Folk for the brand. Okay. What about you, my nigga Sean? Hey, listen, man. I got a lot of ways y'all can get in contact with me. Uh, Sean Peter Ghost is my main Twitter handle. I, actually, Sean Peter Ghost is everything. Shit. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Tell him how to spell Sean. Tell him how to spell Sean. S-E-A-N-P. Peter Ghost. Sean P. The Ghost. T-H-E Ghost. Definitely find me on my socials. Also, the Pump Faking Podcast. We have the Pump Faking Podcast Twitter page. The Pump Faking Podcast, and also on uh, Facebook, you can find us on pages too. Uh, Instagram also coming too, so we got all of that shit. Definitely find us if you need advertisements. Definitely holler at us too. You know we take the advertising dollars too. You know what I'm saying? But all right, my all niggas, right. I appreciate y'all, man. Take it easy. Yes, sir, right, man. Bro, I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one, bro. Be safe. You